following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. There's a ball hit toward left field again. That's going to get down for a base hit. And moving into second base with a stand-up double is going to be Peyton Pocock. Today, the red-hot Carney Bearcats host fellow Tri-City rival Grand Island Islanders. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Langan gets his sign. Here comes the next pitch. On the way, swung out and missed, and he strikes him out. And the ball game is over. Langan comes up with uh, three strikeouts in relief, and Carney grabs the win. After dropping their season opener by one to Lincoln Pius, Carney has rolled off four straight. They'll take on Grand Island, who are coming off back-to-back -back shutout wins. It's the Bearcats and the Islanders coming up next. But first, it's time for the pregame show. We'll take you live to Memorial Field in Kearney right after this word. To be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Plum 30 KHIS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. And good afternoon, everyone. Live baseball continues this afternoon here on ESPN Radio from Kauffman Stadium to Memorial Field here in Kearney. And later tonight, the NIT Basketball Championship game. Plenty of sports for you here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. This is Doug Duda along with Monty Kratzenstein and Stacy Johns, our producer and engineer, back at the studios. It's Kearney Baseball, and this is obviously the second stop at home for Kearney. They opened it up last week against Papillion La Vista South two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess now it's been, uh, that they were uh, supposed to open with Millard West. That game's been moved, and we'll have it here for you on Monday. But uh, last week it was not all that warm. This is actually sunshine over Memorial Field with a baseball game to be played for the first time since Legion action ended sometime last July here in the regular season. Right now it says it's 53 degrees with north northwest winds at only three miles an hour, so you don't even see a lot of long sleeves out there. Uh, Monty, I remember when we played in the summertime, sometimes you just wore the underlay and the long sleeves when it was uh, 90 degrees just to prove a point, but the boys out here are ready to roll. Well, compared to the uh, spring that we've had and the winter we've had, this is balmy. This is beautiful. <laughs> so we've got sunshine. We've got a big-time high school rivalry in front of us. I'm sitting next to a Hall of Famer in the booth. I'm happier than a gopher in soft dirt. This is, this is awesome. Thanks for asking me. Well, we're going to have Brad Archer and talk to the head coach, but uh, Joe Wells is the head baseball coach at Grand Island, just announced over the weekend that he'll be going into the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame. He's behind the plate so many times, but uh, now he is uh, coaching this Grand Island Islander team. Uh, Rick Kissick, of course, did it for so many years, and now Joe Wells has done the job. But between him and Brad Archer, I don't want to know how many thousands of baseball games and how many times they've had to uh, hit BP and fungos out there during their career. Uh, they are two of the legendary coaches in a variety of sports, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing a good baseball game here. Grand Island, with the uh, advantage as far as high school baseball, they got a good doubleheader sweep in a pair of shutouts against Norfolk on Tuesday, while yesterday's Kearney game at Omaha Burke was rained out. Burke 7-1, and one. that would have been a really good test for Kearney. That's kind of the thing, and you'll hear from Coach Archer, not quite sure if his team has been tested yet. Well, 
by the way, there are a lot of familiar faces out here. It seems like it should be 90 degrees in, in the summer because a lot of the guys we see in Legion Ball are out here, players as well as coaches and, and also uh, former umpires. But uh, you're right as far as uh, experience. They, neither team has played a whole lot of games, but you know that's typical of spring baseball in Nebraska, right? Be careful what you ask for because the schedule is always weird. Coaching is also a little bit different uh, in the spring because – uh, you're mandated, of course, by pitch count, and obviously there's not as many games, so pitching depth is a little bit less important. But these two teams, no matter if they're playing in the summer or in a high school game for the first time ever tonight or today, uh, it, it's a pretty exciting sort of thing. Looking forward to it. Well, let's take a look at the starting lineups as a lot of folks, I'm sure, are still driving up to the ballpark for what should be a great day of a baseball. And here are the starting lineups. First off, for the Islanders of Grand Island, coached by Joe Wells, as we said, they set at 4-2 and two on the season. He's assisted by Kirby Wells, Thomas Cock, George Ayub, Tim Burnham, and Ken Mathine. They will bat this way today, leading off and playing center number 17, Kean Wentling, batting second at first base, number 14, D.J. Pfeiffer. On the mound, the Creighton signee, number 7, Cole Evans. The cleanup header is third baseman, number 20, Javier Cruz. Batting fifth and doing the catching is number 19, Riley Krolikowski. In left field and batting sixth is number four, Blake Lighting. Batting seventh and playing shortstop will be Rand Sanders. He wears number 10. The Islanders in the eight hole today will have the second baseman, number two, Jay Gustafson. And then playing right field and batting ninth, number one, Brock Douglas. So again, it's Wentling, Pfeiffer, Evans, Cruz, Krolikowski, Lighting, Sanders, Gustafson, Douglas. They will not be utilizing a designated hitter to start the ball game here today. For Carney High, they dropped the first game in program history at Pius X in extra innings by a score of 4-3. to three. They have won four straight since then, but none of the teams they've played have more than two wins. 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one are the uh, amount of wins that the rest of the teams they have played. So we'll see how things go today against the eighth-ranked Islanders. Starting it off for Carney will be number 12, second baseman Lane Shires. In center field, batting second is number three, Trey Rodriguez. Batting third in right field, number 21, Corbin Foster. The cleanup hitter is the catcher, number four, Mason Casper. Batting fifth in left field, number 10, Braden Miller. He was busy today. He was at State FFA, and he just got back from Lincoln. Coach Archer wasn't sure whether he was going to be back in time. It just depended how the competition went. Batting sixth and playing shortstop, number 41, Seth Stroh. Big three-run home run last week in the game at Lincoln East. And then you have number 20, batting seventh at third base, Will Richter. Batting eighth at first base, number 23, Tyler Shermer. And using the designated hitter in the number nine hole today is number two, Connor Clevenger. The starting pitcher will be Brant Grosskreitz for Carney High. Grosskreitz has already seen a little work on the mound this year for the Bearcats as he was able to uh, get into the uh, pitching column. He's 1-0 so far on the season with a .62 ERA. He's made three appearances and he has one save on the season. Those are the starting lineups as Grand Island and Kearney getting ready to do battle here on ESPN. When we come back, we'll talk to the head baseball coach of the Bearcats, Brad Archer, here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Play ball! Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! 
Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Continuing on with our pregame here on ESPN Radio as Carney High welcomes in number eight Grand Island and Bearcat coach Brad Archer joins us here off to a four and one start and a couple of wins against Lincoln team since we last saw him in that doubleheader home opener sweep over Papillion La Vista South and coach uh, after that uh, extra inning loss to start the season four straight wins here and all the games kind of been consistent you're right around six runs a game the pitching staff has been doing their job for you as well uh, let's talk about the two games against uh, Lincoln here and, and how you thought you play well i thought we played well and, and as you said uh, the pitching's really been uh, good for us kids uh, for the most part have thrown a lot of strikes and, and uh, we've played decent defense uh, behind them uh would still like to uh, clean up some things in the infield but uh, you know the other night uh, it was huge we played lincoln northeast and and uh, we ended up turning four double plays in that game so when you add up those outs you know that's almost two and two-thirds of an inning for them uh as far as uh you know, outs are concerned that uh, we took away by turning those four double plays. And so uh, uh, when you play defense like that, you're going to have an opportunity to win. And, and, you know, from an offensive standpoint, we're still kind of finding our way here. We've got some kids that uh, have maybe gotten off to a slow start, and um, we know that they're going to hit because they've done it in the past. And once those guys kind of find the groove, I I feel pretty comfortable uh, about our offense clicking here. Coach, you've talked over the years about situational baseball, how to cover a bunt, turning the double play, some things that aren't just about hitting the baseball and catching the baseball and pitching the baseball. Have you finally got enough practices now outside that you've seen uh, this start to come around even more? Well, we have, and, and uh, you know, the last week or so, we've been outside quite a bit, and we and we try to work on all of our bunt coverages and those type of things, you know, on a daily basis as much as possible. And, you know, for the kids I'm working with, a lot of that is review and just making sure that we're communicating on who has what side on a bunt and who's covering first base on a bunt and those type of things. But uh, as we get in more practice here, we're, we're able to put in more things. And, and uh, I, I think we see that paying off as we uh, move through the season here. Brad Archer, Carney baseball coach, joining us here on the pregame. Coach, it seems like the guys maybe we expected to lead the team offensively and on the mound have done that so far for you here. You got Mason Casper, you got Braden Miller in Summit Bats. Will Richter's done a good job for you. What about the bottom half of the lineup? 
Well, it's kind of funny you say that. And I was mentioning, you know, earlier, we've had some kids that are off to a slow start a little bit. Uh, you know, the bottom half of our lineup actually was the top half of our lineup <laughs> the first uh, couple games. So, uh, as I said, we're still kind of figuring out some things from an offensive standpoint. But uh, we've had, you know, a number of kids uh, step up. As you said, Braden Miller's done a nice job behind the plate. He's gotten off to a great start uh, hitting the baseball. And, and uh, you know, guys like Corbin Foster and Seth Stroh, uh, you know, those guys, we know they're going to hit. And, you know, Seth had a big three-run homer for us the other day. And, and uh, you know, we've got some other guys that uh, we're just kind of waiting around as well. We've got Tyler Shermer. I know he's a good hitter, but he's got kind of off to a slow start as well. But uh, but uh, we're looking forward to when those kids get in a groove because we think we can do some things offensively once that happens. You've got Brant Grosskreitz going on the mound for you today. Uh, talk about what you've seen from him so far in this high school season. Well, Brant's been really consistent for us. Uh, has a nice fastball, a good breaking pitch, and works in the changeup now and then. And and uh, thing about him is, number one, he throws strikes. And uh, anytime you can do that, and then we kind of back him up defensively, we know we're going to be in the game because uh, uh, I just don't see many teams pounding the ball off him. So if he can continue to hit his spots and, and – uh, and uh, not allow any base runners via the walk or hit by pitch, then uh, we're going to have a chance to win with him on the mound. Another minute here with Carney baseball coach uh, Brad Archer, Cole Evans, who's committed to go to Creighton to play baseball. He's going to throw for Grand Island. And one thing about Carney Grand Island, it's a good rivalry. You play enough uh, in summer ball. You're familiar with a lot of these kids. So what about going up against this Division One recruit today? Well, he, he's a great athlete. He was their quarterback in football the last couple of years as well. And, and we faced him during the summer, and, and uh, he's going to give us everything that uh, we want today, I'm sure. And, and as you said, it is a great rivalry between Carney and Grand Island and, and uh, two good baseball teams. And Grand Island's always been good in, in athletics, uh, let alone you know, not just baseball. So uh, looking forward to the game. And, and to be quite honest with you, you know, we're off to a four and one start. I'm not quite sure if, you know, if you look at the other team's records right now, uh, uh, where we're at as far as competition, we know we've got that coming and that starts today. Yeah, pretty busy schedule here. Grand Island today, a couple of Lincoln games on the road Saturday, back home for Millard West and Hastings next Monday and Tuesday here on ESPN. Coach, you've done this long enough. Uh, this will be that first. I mean, I, I expect a different feel today because you've played Lincoln and Omaha teams. This will be your first game uh, against a rival. Uh, do you feel that today as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the kids enjoy playing Grand Island, and I would say that vice versa for Grand Island playing Kearney as well. So, uh, no, the kids are, are looking forward to uh, getting back on the field. Unfortunately, we were rained out yesterday versus Omaha Burke. And, and uh, so, as I said, they're looking forward to getting back on the field. And, you know, hopefully we just get some consistent weather where we can start playing, you know, three, four, five games in a week here. All right, Coach, thanks for the time, and uh, best of luck today. All right, thanks, Dad. That's Brad Archer, head coach of the Cardi Bearcats, and we'll be back with the starting lineups from Memorial Field right after this on ESPN Radio. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we call Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. 
At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. You're listening to KXPN Kearney, Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Doug Dudamani, Kratzenstein, ready to get our baseball action underway. Brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great, and the Bike Shed. Head to the Shed. Glad to have so many great sponsors on board for this inaugural season of Kearney Baseball. Kearney is ready to get things rolling here with the Grosskreitz. And one thing to point out, Grand Island just hasn't been hitting the ball very well early on this season. Only a couple of guys over 300. And again, you're in college and pros, that's that's outstanding. But at the high school level, uh, especially if you're a top 10 team, you usually see a little bit better batting average, and some of that may just be the early portion of the season. You know, I look at their schedule, and, and first of all, yeah, they, they don't. There's not that many at bats. You know, you're talking about the guys having 15, 10 to 15 at bats so far, so that could fluctuate quite a bit, even with one night. But I also noticed that they played a doubleheader with Millard West to start with, and and those of us that are f- pretty familiar with the Millard West program. Uh, from a baseball standpoint, certainly know that uh, typically you aren't going to get a whole lot of hit off of those guys at Millard West. They always have quality pitching. So they've seen some high-level pitching, which will be interesting because you mentioned that Carney has not necessarily faced a gauntlet of a schedule thus far. Pius is a good good team to start off with, but uh, Grand Island has the advantage as far as their scheduling right now. Yeah, those are the only two losses the Islanders had back on the 28, 3-0 and 8-3. Cole Evans actually took the loss in uh, that doubleheader. So we're ready to get our baseball action underway here on ESPN. Glad you're along with us for today's baseball action. And starting things off, Kian Wetling, the center fielder here for Grand Island, followed by DJ Pfeiffer and Cole Evans. Evans and the second day of baseball is underway. Carney High came away with a doubleheader sweep of Papio South last week, and the first offering here from Brant Grosskreitz is going to be outside for ball one. He'll toe the rubber again towards the first base side, fire a fastball that Wentling waves at and misses. It is one and one. At all at all levels of baseball, it's certainly important to establish your fastball, and we've seen Grosskreitz come. Uh, dead red fastball, first two pitches for sure. And he doesn't take long to work. The 1-1 pitch is going to be fouled back, and that is going to be off the screen. And our foul balls, of course, brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Thanks so much to Home Real Estate. The count now 1-2 and two on the opening batter, Kean Wentling here for the eighth-ranked Islanders in Grosskreitz. Likes some off-speed stuff. He bounces it in the dirt, and our official says he did go around, and that is going to be a called Third strike. He didn't break the plate by very much there, Monty, but a strikeout here of Wentling to start the ball game. Yeah, I didn't really see that very well. I was kind of watching the delivery and uh, looked like barely didn't ask down to Kurt Smith, the first baseman, but felt confident in that. So a strikeout for Grosskreitz to start the game. So Kurt and Dan Schmidt are official or our umpires are here for today's high school baseball game, and that'll bring up DJ Pfeiffer, who takes a fastball over the outer third for called strike one. 
And your defense, you hear this all the time, if you're an effective pitcher and you can throw strikes, it keeps them on their toes because they're ready to go if you're working quickly and throwing strikes. So far, Carney has played the first two batters straight up defensively. Here's one that's going to be popped up towards first base, short right field, backing up is Shermer, backing up, fighting the sun. He'll make the catch just as he gets past the turf and into the outfield for out number two. And you're absolutely correct about Grosskreit and his pace, you know, the tempo. And I know Brad Archer at all levels, he talks tempo when you're pitching, keeping those defensive players on their toes, and he's working very quickly. Maybe Grand Island will, will, will start to step back and, and, and try to control or that pace just a little bit. But he's thrown strikes, and that's a big deal in high school baseball. That'll bring up Cole Evans. He is the starting pitcher for Grand Island. He's going to Creighton, and he will check swing and be called for a strike. There's no doubt that... He did go around on that one on an off-speed pitch there from Grosskreitz. So Evans going to Creighton. He is your starting pitcher here today. And uh, Grand Island's had a few kids that have had some success down there at uh, Creighton and at Nebraska. They have been a long-standing uh, power when it comes to that for uh, non-Omaha and Lincoln teams as the next pitch is high and away for ball one. One and one to Evans. Javier Cruz is on deck if Evans can reach safely. The 1-1 pitch is going to bounce in the dirt, or as we call it here, the turf. It's 2-1. and one. You know, Creighton has two, two baseball players from these two programs right now. Parker Upton playing for Creighton, having a great year so far, batting 347 for Creighton, a uh, former Grand Island standout. And, of course, uh, Jared Wagner playing uh, as well for the Creighton Blue Jays. And the 2-1 pitch is down low, 3-1. So for the first time, Grosskreitz has some work to do here in the first inning. Just batting 236 as a team right now is Grand Island. Evans, 263 on the year. And the 3-1 pitch is going to be swung on and lined into right field, but it's going to be right at Corbin Foster, and he'll haul it in for out number three. So three up, three down here at the top of the first, and Grand Island will go in order. Carney coming to the plate to start the bottom of the first when we return to Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Radio. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Carney Baseball! At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball. 
You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Well, Cole Evans now ready to throw the first pitch for Grand Island to Lane Shires, and he brings it right down the middle, but it's a little high, and Shires, the Carney second baseman, will take ball one. Evans also working quickly up and in, ball two. Already looks like he's not extending. Uh, Monty, I've only watched him throw two pitches here. Both have been high. doesn't look like he's following through right now. There's a little bit better one that's drilled to short. It bounces off the shortstop's glove, and Shires is going to get to first. We'll see how they score this. That was a rocket off the shortstop. I think they'll probably call that a hit, but let's find out. Yeah, it was. He only had to take one step to his left, but but it was a well-hit ball, but one hop that came up that turf a little bit. I'd probably give it an air, but I'm not the official scores. But nonetheless, he got a nice uh, 2-0 pitch down the middle and then jumped on it, bringing up – Put a leadoff runner on first. Trey Rodriguez now the speedy center fielder. Maybe even watch for a bunt. Yes, he squares, but the pitch is high. Ball one. And you hear Coach Erstad preach that time and time again down in Lincoln, down in the zone, down in the zone, down in the zone. you got to throw strikes, but you got to keep them down in the zone. And so far, three of the four pitches here from Cole Evans have been up in the zone. The one that wasn't was ripped to short. And they did give a hit on that first at-bat by Shriers. All right. So you usually get the friendly love here at home, and that's what happened for Lane Shires. Trey Rodriguez squares to bunt and fouls it away. So it's 1-1. Again, that pitch was also a little bit high. Carney High batting again. It depends on who you're playing, but they're batting 262. Both teams have played Lincoln East. For Rodriguez, he's hitting 286 on the season. 1-1, short lead Shires. He's even leading back to first, and Evans is going to throw over there. Uh, Carney's wins against Papio South, the doubleheader here. Uh, a week ago, and then uh, Lincoln East and uh, Lincoln Northeast. And for uh, Grand Island, Lincoln East in a doubleheader. They swept them 7-4 and 10-9 and swept that doubleheader from Norfolk, 10-0 and 5-0. And so we see a pitch that's over the head there of Rodriguez, and Evans, the Creighton recruit, struggling with his command here early on. It's 2-1. and one. Yeah, certainly the take will be on at this point, and uh, then, then we'll see on that 3-1 count if, if Evans can throw a strike, if, if the bunt is still on. Third baseman playing in really tight. And the pitch squares to bunt, pops it up. Evans is going to say thank you, and he doesn't have a chance to get it back to first. And so popping up the bunt and an out there for Carney High. And that'll bring up the right fielder, Corbin Foster. Foster so far in the season Foster. batting 250, 4 out of 12 in his time out there. He's a lefty. Yeah, that's unfortunate for Rodriguez for by two cases. First of all, he he, he batted a, a, a ball that was going to be high, so he was going to walk first, and secondly, he, he popped it up. So uh, he's probably not very happy with that, but uh, he'll get another chance. So now let's see what the lefty Foster is going to do here. Shires a little bit more of a lead. The ball slips out of the hands, and it's going to be a wild pitch. Uh, that one just slipped right out of Evans' hands and went way over the catcher, Riley Krolikowski's head, and that will get the job done. That So you get a little... Pull under the hair by both the coaches. Brad Archer can't get the bunt down, so you get the out. Now Joe Wells sees him give the base to him anyway. Yeah, the beauties of coaching high school kids, correct? So ball one, 1-0 to Foster with the 
First run and scoring position of the ball game. He'll take the next one right over the outside for strike number one. One and one to Corbin Foster. Mason Casper will be next. Braden Miller would bat after that. He's in the hole right now for the Bearcats. We're scoreless. One, two, three for Grand Island at the top of the first. With Carney now batting here in the bottom of the first. And the pitch is going to be a little low. Nicely blocked by the catcher, Krolikowski. Grand Island defense playing pretty much straight up uh, right now against Foster. The middle infielders are kind of pinching there, trying to hold the runner, bouncing back and forth. 2-1 as Evans out of the stretch. Toes the rubber towards the first base side, fires it down the middle for strike number two. It's 2-2. Two and two. It seems like Grand Island playing a little bit deeper, and Monty last week with the weather conditions in the outfield, everybody was playing so far in, Carney might have inadvertently did that in the first inning a little bit. Right. Certainly the ball is going to travel a little bit more in this, this kind of weather than it did last week. Yeah, much nicer today. 2-2 two, two pitch. Corbin Foster swings and fouls it back into the screen. It'll stay on the field and we'll stay here at 2-2. High School Baseball brought to you by Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything's better by Moonlight. Doug Duda and Bonnie Kratzenstein here at Memorial Field. Thanks to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and the crew. As we bring you today's baseball game on ESPN, 2-2 pitch again is going to sail outside, and it's a full count here to the right fielder, Corbin Foster. Standing at second base, Lane Shires. He drew a leadoff single and then advanced to second on the wild pitch. And the 3-2. Taken for called strike three, and that was right on the border. It was a little up in the zone, but it looked like a good call there. Call strike three right on the border. If you were watching on TV and saw the old box, it probably would have just caught the outer upper edge of the strike zone. Yeah, that's one of those situations in a, in a, a full count situation. You probably don't want to take that. Didn't, don't, don't leave it up to the umpire, but uh, big strikeout for Evans there to uh, help himself out. So, two outs to the catcher, the cleanup. Number four, Mason Casper. Casper swings at the first one, pops it into shallow right field. Going to be a run here coming in, coming Trouble. in, Douglas, and he got there. With the speed of his mother, Brock Douglas comes in and makes the catch <laughs> in right field, and Carney will leave one man stranded. No runs on one hit, no errors, and one man left on. We're through one. Carney and Grand Island scoreless here on ESPN. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. 
Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery will help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Don't forget there's also soccer today for Kearney High. They're playing Fremont Boys on the Road. The girls are at home tomorrow. The Kearney High Golf Invitational on what will be a nice day out at Meadowlark Hills track as well. So here we go. Top of the second leading off the cleanup hitter Javier Cruz takes a swing at the first pitch and he waves through it for strike number one. It was three up, three down for Grand Island in the uh, top of the first. So it's Javier Cruz, Riley Krolikowski, and Blake Lighting here in the second. And called strike two. And once again, controlling the strike zone, getting ahead, working that fastball on the outside half of the plate. Branch, Grant Grosskreit has done an excellent job uh, working ahead of the count. And now the 0-2 pitch is coming up for Brant Grosskreitz. Takes a little extra time here. Crowding the plate is Cruz, and the pitch is going to be a little off speed and stays up for ball number one. Something that hasn't changed over the years, Monty, uh, at this level, even in college. You get ahead of 2 the percent of fastballs that are thrown are like two, <laughs> unless you're the number nine hitter. Here's a fastball low. And the percentage of strikes thrown is, is probably about the same amount. You know, yeah. talk, talk about always try to get that eye level up, throw, throw a high one, or else bury one in the dirt if no one's on base, see if you can get him to go after a bad one. Now the 2-2 pitch is going to sail outside. So, see, there you go. You get that 0-2, and you see it so often. Now you're down on the count 3-2 by throwing a lot of breaking pitches. And Cruz, the second of the starters that, uh, well, third of the starters that hits over 300. He's at 308. Douglas is hitting 333. And is grounded right back up the middle. Shortstop, Stroh, gloves it, throws over to first, and Shermer right between the two and the three. A perfect play, and four up, four down now for Grand Island. See the athleticism of Stroh, shortstop. Of course, big big shortstop. Uh, excels in multi, multi-sports. Last time we saw him, of course, he was rebounding, dunking, playing basketball. But uh, he's an outstanding shortstop, very smooth. You can see that. Uh, covered some ground there, that uh, ground ball almost over second base. So Riley Krolikowski will now stand in there. The catcher takes the first offering outside for ball one. Scoreless here, top of the second. Nobody on one out here for the Islanders. Doug Dudamani Krasenstein with you on ESPN and PlatteRiverPreps.com. And the pitch is going to sail high. Our internet streaming brought to you by Barney Insurance. Glad to have everybody along with us for Carney Baseball. 2-0 now to Krolikowski. Lighting on deck, Rand Sanders, if somebody gets aboard. This pitch is just a touch high. Kralikowski thought about it, but now it's 3-0. It wasn't dead red for him on the 2-0, so he let it go. And now Kralikowski probably just going to be standing there to see if Grosskreitz can fire him a strike. And it is a called strike with a generous outside corner, 3-1. What is that what they call that automatic 3-0 strike if you're anywhere close? That's something that hasn't changed, right? <laughs> a lot of things. And the 3-1. This one's right down Main Street for strike two as he takes it. So it's full count. Royals fell today 5-4 in the home opener for Detroit. Kansas City, four walks given up in the eighth to uh, give up the go-ahead run. Now the 3-2 pitch. 
It is skied into the air into shallow right field, backing up the second baseman, Lane Shires. He's going to call it, and he'll take it. The right fielder, Corbin Foster, was there, and coach is always going to tell you coming in as the guy takes it, not going out, but Shires called it. He made the play, and we've had five straight retired here for Grand Island. You know, Shires called that very early. It reached apex up at the top, and he had called it, still retreating, still retreating, and I think Foster was – Probably should have called him off, as you said, but he called it so vehemently early on that uh, he let him have it. So Blake Lighting will stand in there. When it's inside, has to kind of step back, get out of the way. Ball one. Grand Island looking for their first base runner here with two outs in the top of the second inning. JV game will follow. Weather should not be a problem here today. Bounces it in the dirt. And for the Carney folks, a lot of people go, how come they do that? Why do they play varsity? That's the only time you play varsity ahead of JV and it's a pretty simple explanation, Monty. If they can't finish the JV game, they don't care. <laughs> they want to get the afternoon games yeah. in for the varsity. If it goes extra innings, if the weather's bad, you see that this time of the year, yeah. they want to make sure the varsity game gets in. And the pitch swung on and missed. Strike one, a good offering there. And Lighting misses it over the outside half of the plate. Two balls, one strike. And you look at that outfield again, Monty. Center and right, a little bit more shallow than Grand Island was playing as it's fouled back. Certainly, and it might have to do a little bit of getting toward the, the latter end of the, the batting order as well, and they might move a step. But I think you're absolutely right where they've slid in a little bit, thinking that uh, you know make them hit the ball over the top of your head. Wind is still. The 2-2 pitch, a curveball that didn't, and it's full. So a full count here to Blake Lighting. This will be the first full count pitch uh, since Riley Krolikowski, the previous batter. <laughs> so he's went to three balls three times now, and this one is high, but he takes a swing and fouls it straight back. Most of these foul balls have not really been made a lot of contact with, so they're staying in play, and he doesn't even get out of the batter's box. Lighting's waiting for another 3-2 offering, and this one's going to bounce in the dirt for ball number four. So the first man to reach base here is with two outs in the second inning for Grand Island, and that'll bring up the shortstop number 10, Rance Sanders. Remember, Joe Wells is an umpire, longtime umpire, so he's going to teach his batters to stay in the box and keep the game moving. <laughs> and Arch, you know, Arch has been in this for 125 years, yeah. so he, he doesn't want, to want any extra time either. Sanders batting 357 here. And for the first time out of the stretch is Carney pitcher Brant Grosskreitz. Strides forward for called strike one. I think we've got good control here for Grosskreitz. Yes, he's given up three ball counts three times, but he's been working the zone. Yeah, maybe being just a little bit picky and a little bit choosy, but of course the catcher is moving in and out. And of course location is such an important part of being a high school or a pitcher at any level. And he one pitch to Sanders is up and away. Evens the count at one and one. Lighting not getting too much of a lead over there at first base, being held on by Tyler Shermer. Again, Carney playing straight up here with two outs and a runner on first in a scoreless game in the top of the second. Throw over to first and not even have to dive, just really falling back on the bag is the left fielder Lighting. Always with two with two outs, you have that concern they might try to first steal to get the guy in scoring position, get him score on one hit with two outs. Sometimes you don't have much to lose. And the pitch is low and away. Ball two. Good crowd. It continues to file in here. Four o'clock. That's usually you can sneak out of work. Hopefully 60 to 90 minutes if you haven't been able to get out. But uh, good day for baseball. A lot of folks sitting in the sun. Throw over to first. Not in time. Enjoying a great night of baseball. Great afternoon of baseball. Glad you're with us here on ESPN Radio. Of course, still a lot of the old Carney High alums sneaking in. Just the second home game. Try to get a little taste of Carney baseball here in this first 
month of the season. And the pitch is popped up into short right field again, giving Chase Shires. This time he gives way to Foster, and Corbin will haul it in to end the top of the second inning. So no runs, no hits, no errors. A man left on base via the walk. We go to the bottom of the second. Carney and Grand Island scoreless. You're listening to Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Radio. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Carney High School Baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. Braden Miller to lead things off. will foul the first pitch just outside third base. Braden Miller sets throw Will Richter here to face Cole Evans of Grand Island. The 0-1 pitch, low and away for ball one. One and one. Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein with you. Carney Baseball brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. And get compensated. And the 1-1 pitch is taken for strike two. Braden, of course, being one of those athletes that took advantage of uh, spring baseball, you know, uh, state qualifier and the hurdles in, in, in track, and uh, him and Sestro both are, are probably two guys that the track team would like to have, but more opportunities, and they have a chance to play baseball their junior and senior year. 1-2 pitch is yanked in the left field. That looks like it's going to be over the head and all the way to the wall. It hits the base of the wall for Braden Miller, and he'll truck into second with a stand-up double, the first extra base hit of the ball game. Yeah, that one inside half the plate. Braden turned on it. You saw a little bit of his power, uh, bat speed there. Uh, when he hit it, I thought, oh, it's gonna gonna roll the wall, and all of a sudden, pop right to the base of it, and that was a well hit, hit baseball leadoff double. Uh, Carney has a, a scoring opportunity here. We'll see if they how successful they are at moving that runner over to third base with uh, no outs. Well, that was Division One against Division One. Of course, Miller walking on to the Nebraska football team. Evans to go to Creighton for baseball. And the first pitch here to the lefty, Seth Stroh, is taken for called strike one. Stroh, even with that three-run home run last week, is batting just 143. It was one of his two hits so far on the season. And as you heard from Coach Archer in the pregame interview, have some kids that uh, he knows are good hitters and have been over the summers, just haven't started hot yet. Here's a chopper right back up the middle, and the shortstop will pick it up. Rand Sanders will throw to first. Did he keep him on the bag? Yes, he did, says Kurt Schmidt. Just got him, but it does advance the runner over to third. So a ground out short to first for Seth Stroh. Yeah, hit right up the middle, and unfortunately it was far enough on the right-hand side of the 
the field to, to advance the base runner. That's really the main goal of that, and being a left-handed hitter, Stroh is trying to hit up the middle or pull the ball a little bit, and successfully done. So now with, with just one out, you have a runner on third base. And that'll bring up the third baseman, Will Richter, for Carney. Scoreless here looking for our first run. Richter going to try and deliver, but he'll take the first pitch for called strike one. Richter in limited plate appearances, doing pretty good. Four of six, so he leads the team at 750. Carney alum Ty Roseberry leading the nation in batting average, by the way. Indeed he at is. Nebraska, one for one. Here's a sawed-off single up the middle, and it nope. is going to float to the center fielder who's going to have enough arm to throw it in. And K.N. Wentling not close for a sacrifice fly here. That was hit right onto screws, plenty enough to make it out to center fielder. And Will Richter with a sacrifice fly for out number two. When that ball was hit, you know, we thought it was going to be down, and uh, center fielder froze a little bit, wondered why he froze. Well, he froze because he was perfectly positioned. But uh, enough in the air and then deep enough that, uh, and with good speed on third base, Brad Miller uh, easily scores. Tyler Schirmer now bats, and he'll take a swing at the first pitch. It's off the second baseman's glove, and he'll be able to make it to first. In time, again, trying to dive off of it was Jay Gustafson, and the ball got there so quick. Again, hit or error. That's probably going to go down as an error, but it would have been a heck of a play had he scooped it up. And now the number nine batter is the designated hitter, Connor Clevenger. Yeah, you know, that one was probably a little bit tougher play than even uh, one of those early ones, uh, leadoff hitter given a hit, but... uh, um, it will we'll go down as an error. There you go. So error four, and Clevenger now getting an opportunity to stand in there. A lot of lefties in the lineup here for Coach Archer. He'll take the first pitch a little bit down low. Ball one. So he's DHing for the pitcher, Brant Grosskreitz. one nothing. Carney scoring here with a leadoff double, Braden Miller. Advanced to third on the set stroke, ground out, and then Richter brought him home with a sack fly. The 1-0 pitch. Out and low for ball two for Connor Clevenger. If he reaches, Lane Shires would be back around here in the second inning. He started the ball game off with a hot single off the shortstop's outstretched glove for Grand Island for Rand Sanders. This pitch is going to catch the outside half for the left-handed pitch batter in Clevenger. It'll be strike one, two and one to Connor Clevenger. You can see Evans has a little bit of pop on his fastball and also a little bit of movement, but uh, hasn't had total command of it, kind of tailing in and out, and uh, hasn't been ahead of that many pitchers. Clevenger rips it into right field. That will advance the runner to third. First and third down with two ounces. Brock Douglas fires it in, and he was right on that one. So nice job by the D.H. Connor Clevenger. He gets his first base hit of the season. And we've seen about three balls that are pretty well hit. Uh, this inning, uh, again, inside half the plate, and Connor turned on that a little bit, line drive, there's no doubter, and, and Shermer with good wheels, got a good jump because there's two outs, and uh, made, it to, made it to third easily, so now we have first and third, two outs with another scoring opportunity. And now uh, Riley Korolikowski, the Grand Island catcher, comes out, gives the signals to his infield on what they want to do on a potential stolen base here. Shire's single sharp layoff short to start the game for Carney. Here he swings at the first pitch and hits it over the shortstop's head for an RBI single. With the base runner, shortstop Rand Sanders was shaded just a touch towards second base, and that touch is what helped Shires get the ball over his outstretched glove. You know, if Sanders is about three inches taller, too, or has a little bit bigger glove, he might get that. Uh, We were kind of all holding our breath on that. But, uh, again, another well-hit ball, line drive, and – Carney High doing a real nice job putting the ball in play, hitting line drives, and uh, doing a good job against Cole Evans. 
So that'll bring us to Trey Rodriguez. He popped up a bunt attempt in his first at bat to the pitcher. Now he'll be swinging away with two outs, and Evans throws it in the dirt. So Carney High sending a few men to the plate this inning. This is the seventh batter. Trey Rodriguez with runners at first and second. Clevenger at second. Shires at first. Two to nothing, Carney. Fastball off the end of the bat goes right to second base, and Gustafson scoops up and throws to first for the putout. But a good bottom of the second here for Carney High. They're able to get two runs via three base hits. There was one error and two men left on. We're through two in this Heartland Athletic Conference varsity baseball contest at Memorial Field in Kearney. It's Kearney 2, Grand Island nothing on ESPN Radio. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Ready to go to the top of the third. It'll be Jay Gustafson, Brock Douglas, and Kean Wentling. And Gustafson will take the first offering for a strike here in the top of the third. 2-0, Carney, as Brant Grosskreitz. A little low on the next offering, and that makes it a 1-1 count here. Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein with you at Memorial Field as Grosskreitz brings it off the front of the Outside batter's box bounces off of the catcher, Mason Casper, for ball two. Our varsity baseball action is brought to you by Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses, locally grown, locally owned. Brent's having a little bit of trouble controlling that curveball. Hasn't thrown that for too many strikes. It seems like uh, burying it a little bit in the dirt or the, the turf, so to speak, uh, as of right now. Needs to make a little bit of an adjustment. 2-1 pitch will be taken over the outside corner for strike two. Two balls, two strikes. Again, good crowd here at Kearney High. Some famous dignitaries in the crowd as well. The 2-2 pitch from Grosskreitz. Swung on, chopped back up the middle. Stroh gets it on the second hop, has plenty of time. Fires over for out number one. Again, there's the range of a 6-4 shortstop, you know, right over second base. Uh, Nice play, smooth play. And uh, nice to get that first out of the inning especially when a, when a speedy Brock Douglas coming up second. The only base runner was a two-out walk to Blake Lighting in the second inning. So Brock Douglas now, he's already seen some action in right field this afternoon, takes a look at strike one. 
Looks like uh, when Grosskreitz goes over the outside, Car- uh, Grand Island has been pretty patient to take the first pitch. Well, that's a that's archerism, you know. Really worked that half that outer half of the plate, and I think probably a lot of high school pitching coaches really really like that sort of thing. Douglas takes ball number one, one and one. Grand Allen trying to get something going here offensively. Again, they're only batting 236 on the season. And ball two as Douglas takes it low. He's hitting 333. Five for 15, one RBI, one double on the season. And the 2-1 to Douglas. Inside, and it plunked him. It wasn't a painful one. In fact, Brock didn't really do much breakdancing to get out of the way of that one. Just kind of caught him there in the gut. And he'll go down to uh, first base. Grand Island, first time through the lineup, not able to get a hit, but they got a walk and a hit batsman. Yeah, and did just what his coach kind of turned a little bit, and I didn't see my uh, in the midsection or the, or the side there turned and took it and hustled on the first. So up to bat will be Kean Wentling. He went down on strikes to start the baseball game here this afternoon. And the pitch is going to be called strike one. That time coming on the inside, inner half of the plate to get the called strike. Haven't seen Grosskreitz go inside very much at all, even on some of his off-speed stuff. Well, and you can also see how tight the uh, Grand Island batters have, have uh, pushed toward the plate a little bit. They're seeing him work the outside corner. That's their little little adjustment is, is that far. And you know, that last pitch was not that far inside, but because Brock Douglas was, was uh, pretty close to the uh, plate, it, it caught him. Grosskreitz with a couple of flicks over to first and Douglas back in both times, but he's trying to make Brant think a little bit. Of course, Carney, Carney Catholic, both high schools in Carney uh, here uh, on this baseball team and a pretty big split uh, today. You got five and four in the starting lineup, plus the DH, so I guess it's six and four. Timeout called here by Kean Wentling, and so it'll be no pitch. It was a strike, but uh, he definitely had call time and time was issued. So second time through the lineup, looking here at Carney high pitcher Brant Grosskreitz. Grosskreitz takes his time, checking the runner at first. Now brings it home. Going to be chopped towards second. It's a slow roller, so they're only going to be able to get one here. Stroh won't even make the throw, but they get the speedy Douglas out at second base for out number two. And that's nice patience by Shires. You know, he didn't try to make anything happen too much. Waited for the ball and then made that that sideways flip instead of the drop step and uh, to Stroh covering second base. And nice play. Get the force out. And uh, so you have two outs going into in this inning. DJ Pfeiffer, who popped out to the first baseman, Shermer in short right field, now up with two outs here and a 2-0 Carney lead in the top of the third. Scheduled to play seven, and they do have the mercy rule, though that is similar to what we do in the summertime. Waiting patiently, Pfeiffer, and Grosskreitz delivers, low and away for ball one. Cole Evans would be on deck. Carney scored Two runs, their last plate appearance in the bottom of the second. Braden Miller doubled, came around to score. Shermer reached on an error and was driven home by Shires. And the pitch held up on. It's high for ball two to D.J. Pfeiffer. Brant being fairly careful with Cole Evans here, knows uh, his reputation and his hitting prowess and kind of nibbling a little bit here uh, behind the count. Probably going to get a good fastball down the middle here to Went, hit. Wentling not much of a lead over at first. Grosskreitz tries to freeze him with a long stare home. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled out of play. Strike one. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. Foul balls are worth 50 cents 
So two and one, two out, runner at first, two nothing Carney here in the top of the third. And even when Grosskite isn't getting his, his curveball over, it's enough off speed where that fastball looks pretty quick. You saw Evans be a little late on that uh, pitch, even though he was looking fastball. DJ Pfeiffer now waiting on the 2 1 pitch. Swung on and popped into right center field. Should be plenty attainable here for Carney. And the right fielder, Corbin Foster, will call it off and make the catch for out number three. So, no runs, no hits. There were no errors, and one man left on base. Grand Island still looking for their first hit as we go to the bottom of the third. Carney 2, Grand Island nothing on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned. And a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task a task best trusted to duncan tice construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project duncan tice construction features single source accountability cost control and faster completion Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Corbin Foster, Mason Casper, Braden Miller to lead off the bottom of the third here for Carney and a curveball taken for strike one by Corbin Foster from Grand Island pitcher Cole Evans. He comes in again, this time though it sails a little low and it's ball one. Foster went down on strikes in the first inning. That is the only strikeout for Evans. It was a called third strike. It was just up and away but did catch the outer portion of the strike zone and Right there, Evans tried to throw the same pitch on a 1-1, but it was a little too far out. So 2-1, both pitchers working fast when nobody's on base. Here's one over the outside third for strike two. So 2-2 two and two to the right fielder, Corbin Foster, one of the many lefties in the lineup here for Coach Brad Archer. Carney up 2-0, bottom of the third. Lead-off batter here in the inning. Foster rips it right back up the middle. Evans thought it was coming for his noggin. Couldn't get a glove on it, and it's going to be picked up there by the center fielder, Wentling, and fired in. So another base hit here for Carney, their fifth of the ball game. Boy, Foster made Evans pay for a fastball down the middle right there. About, uh, about took his hat off on that on that way up the middle, but uh, well-hit ball. And, you know, Carney's getting some really good swings against Evans. You know, they've had a lot of line drives, um, done, done a nice job with their approach, and uh, done a nice job getting runners on base. Mason Casper coming into the day, batting 364. He flew out to right to end the first inning, and he'll take this pitch just a touch high. Ball one. Coach Archer said that they did uh, face Evans last year in the Legion season. He goes, they won the game, but he goes, neither pitcher had a very good out in Kearney or Grand Island. Uh, the last time that they faced, both were out in short work. Squaring to bunt. 
And pulling the bat back is going to be Casper. And now going out to talk to his pitcher, Riley Kurlikowski, the catcher. I don't know that Casper would lay down the bunt or if he was just trying to wait until strike one came across the plate. It's 2-0. Well, you have your cleanup hitter, and you also, Casper, as good of a hitter as he is, is probably not known for his speed on the base pass. Um, so we'll see what he does right here. He'll just hold the bat. Ball three, low and away. So Evans has never really found the control that he had hoped to bring to the mound here today. One thing that Bunn attempt did was bring the third baseman in about three steps. 3-0. Casper thought about it, but took it outside for strike number one. Three and one. Corbin Foster at first after leading off the bottom of the third with a single. Casper, 3-1 count. And Braden Miller, who had a double the first time up, scored the first run of the game, is on deck. The 3-1 pitch to Casper is swung on and hit high in the air to a shallow center field. And Wentling will come in, camps under it, and he'll make the catch for out number one. Yep, just missed missed that one. Uh, Timing was just a little off, got the pitch he wanted, situation he wanted, and just just missed it. That whole round round ball with a round bat sort of thing, sometimes kind of difficult, but... uh, He'll get, a, he'll get another shot at it. I think Mason's a little disappointed in that uh, missing that pitch. So that'll bring up Braden Miller, who doubled off the base of the left field wall his first time up. Weren't even sure that he was going to be able to get here in time with the FFA in Lincoln today, but here he is. And the first pitch to him is going to be away for ball number one. And they are warming up down there in the Grand Island bullpen. Coach Wells sees that his... I don't want to call him ace, but uh, one of his aces is struggling right here. Grand Island's pitching the last couple of years has been superb. Uh, They have been deep with uh, what they have been able to work with over there for the Islanders. And we don't have a pitch count, but I would assume that uh, this early in the season, you know, they're keeping an eye on that pitch count, and and, then with his his lack of control, he's thrown quite a few pitches. And he throws another ball here to Braden Miller. So he falls behind in the count, 2-0. Carney, bottom of the third. Lead-off man aboard here. And then Casper flew out, so Foster setting it first with one out. Braden Miller ahead in the count, 2-0. And the pitch right down the middle, but popped up again into center field. Miller got a little under that one. Waiting, waiting, and waiting is Wentling, and there's two straight flyouts to center field. We're out number two, and Foster retreats back over to first base, and that'll bring up the shortstop, Seth Stroh, grounded out to short his first time. Maybe I jinxed him a little bit, talking about their ability to hit line drives and put the ball in play, and the last two two hitters maybe tried to do a little bit too much with some good good pitches down the middle. Um, again, just, just missed a little bit underneath it. And so the pitch swung on and missed by Seth Stroh. Strike one earlier today. The Royals falling to Detroit 5-4 to here on ESPN. Washington shut out the Mets 4 to nothing. They had a double no-hitter going into the fifth inning of that game. Yankees now leading Baltimore 5-4, top of the eighth. A's leads the Red Sox 6-3, top of the sixth. Pitch to Stroh. He got into that one. It is down the right field line. Douglas coming over, has room, makes the catch. And so after the leadoff single from Corbin Foster, three straight flyouts here for the Bearcats. No runs, one hit, no errors, and one man left on. We go to the top of the fourth. It is American Legion Summer Baseball. No, it's high school baseball for the first year here at Carney High. It's Carney 2, Grand Island Nothing. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. 
When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selection, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. And welcome back to High School Baseball, brought to you by Duncan Tice Construction, building with confidence. We go to the top of the fourth, Carney 2, Grand Island nothing. Cole Evans, Javier Cruz, Riley Krolikowski to face Carney starting pitcher Brant Grosskreitz. Evans hoping to get the first hit of the ball game for the Islanders, and he won't get a chance at the first one because it bounces in front of the plate, ball one. Evans lined out to right field his first time up. The 1-0 pitch. He'll take this one for called strike one. There's one a curve, and one. There's a curveball. He started in the middle part of the plate and got off to the outside half. Half there. One of the few curveballs he's got over for a strike. That'll that'll help out his fastball a lot. 1-1 one, one from Grosskreitz, and he throws another breaking ball that bounces off the plate. 2-1. That one had a lot of motion on it. The old 12-6-er. <laughs> Two balls, one strike. Glad to have you along with us for high school baseball. Thanks for making ESPN your choice. For Carney Athletics. Fastball that's just a little low. It's three and one. Hmm. So Cole Evans now really looking for something that he can hit, get them on the board. Let's see how selective he is. Three one pitch from Gross Kreitz. Inside, ball four, the third base runner of the afternoon for Grand Island, albeit still no hits. A walk, a hit by pitch, and now another walk. And Javier Cruz. Rounded out to short to start the second inning. He'll stand in there now as the cleanup hitter for Grand Island. Javier has a little bit of pop to his bat. Uh, big, strong kid. Probably going to uh, has has a chance to hit hit one long ways. Probably not going to beat out anything in the in the infield, but uh, has a little bit of bat speed to go along with that frame. Good lead by Evans. First pitch is popped up into center field, backing up about three steps, and then waiting for it is Trey Rodriguez. He'll haul it down and faking the tag up is going to be Cole Evans, but Cruz, one pitch, one swing. I uh, thought maybe they'd take a pitch and see if they could get Evans down to second base because I'm guessing uh, for Cole, uh, he's they, they look like they might just want to get something going, generate something, get Carney moving right now because they haven't had to do a whole lot of that. We've, we saw Cole run the football in the, in the fall and has some pretty good speed, so you're right. It uh, Sometimes when you're, you're struggling a little bit to get a little action going, you call a little hit and run or you uh, – or you uh, make the defense move a little bit with the steal attempt, but uh, to no avail. Riley Krolikowski now stands in there, and he'll take called strike one down the middle from Grosskreitz. So 0-1-1, 2-0, Carney, top of the fourth. Grand Island one on and one out. Krolikowski with lighting next. He'll throw it over and 
No problem there. Of course, Evans quarterbacking that football team that was so good this year. He has two stolen bases this year in two attempts. He's got a nice lead over there. Krotikowski waiting on the 0-1 delivery, and they called time again to gate the pitch. Hmm. You know, uh, Dan Schmidt, the home plate umpire, has given, given the hitters a chance to call timeout pretty late. There's been twice where, where they're getting ready to start the lineup and they ask for timeout. He doesn't have to grant it, but he has granted it to him twice now. And as we said last inning, when somebody's on base, uh, Grosskreitz does take a pretty significant amount of time when he comes set. And the 0-1 swung on and jammed to third base, picked up there by Will Richter. He'll go to second for one for first, the double play. And Grand Island still looking for their first hit. Through four innings, the first double play of the game, five, four, three, no runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on base. We go to the bottom of the fourth, Carney two, Grand Island nothing. You're listening to Bearcat Baseball on ESPN Radio. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball 10 years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. We go to the battle of the fourth. It's the seven, eight, nine hitters for Carney. Will Richter will stand in there, swing at the first pitch, chop it to short. Sanders on the second hop has it. Long throw right on the money to DJ Pfeiffer. One pitch, one swing, and one out here. Richter now 0 for 2. Carney high, five hits in the baseball game. They lead it 2 to nothing. And Carney's been pretty, pretty aggressive. Uh, been getting some first pitch fastballs, and uh, it seems like when they get a fastball, they're going to go first ahead and they aren't trying to wait Evans out. When they get a pitch, good good pitch to swing at, they're going to be aggressive at it. Yeah, there haven't been a lot of called strikes against the Carney batters. Way more the other side of the tape. And another first pitch swing by the left-hander, Tyler Shermer, grounds to second, and an easy put out there for Jay Gustafson. And this is what Cole Evans can do to help his pitch count. Two pitches, two outs here. That'll bring up the designated hitter, number two, Connor Clevenger, who got his first base hit of the year, a sharp single to right field last time up. What do you bet the take is on? Right? The automatic take when you when there's two pitches, two outs, that's an automatic take, right? I don't know. Arch likes to get done quick, too. He's got the lead. <laughs> He's throwing strikes. Go get him. And he does take it, and it is low. Ball one. Also kind of a good thing there from the pitcher. I mean, uh, 
you do want to mix it up a ton. When you throw the number nine guy, that isn't always the case. But Yeah, and Connor's one for one. Had a nice line drive in his first at bat. Here, though, he grounds out to second, a pitch over the outside. He pulls it, and it's an easy play there for Jay Gustafson. So only four pitches here in the bottom half of the fourth inning. An easy inning, the best so far for Cole Evans in Grand Island. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. We're breezing along, knock on wood. It's Carney 2 and Grand Island nothing as we head to the top of the fifth on ESPN Tri-Cities. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTech Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTech at SeaTechRestoration.com. Blake Lighting stands in for Grand Island to start the top of the fifth, and the first pitch from Grosskreitz is a called strike one. Lighting was the first base runner of the baseball game for Grand Island. He drew a two-out walk in the second inning. 2-0 Carney, top of the fifth already here on ESPN. Grosskreitz, low, ball number one. Grand Island still looking for their first hit. Carney, two runs on five hits so far in this baseball game, but did go in order for the first time in the fourth. Curveball bounces and it gets away from the catcher, Mason Casper. Ball two, two and one. So Grosskreitz has been not all over the place, but he's definitely been working the zone here most of this baseball game. Yep, worked inside part, outside part of the plate. And I'd like to know how many pitches he's thrown because except for that one inning, he's been fairly efficient. Here's a ground ball to Stroh right behind the bag. Picks it up cleanly, fires over to first, and Tyler Shermer will snag it out of the air. And Blake Lighting... Grounds out to short. First out here in the fifth. Rand Sanders, who flew out to right to end the second inning, will stand in. And we talk about control. You know, Grosskreitz only walked one batter. So, you know, again, those defensive players know the ball is probably going to be coming to them. Isn't really a strikeout pitcher, and that makes it easier on the defense. Uh, and usually teams play better defense behind a fast tempo strike thrower. First pitch, grounded a throw again. He'll fire over to first, and we're breezing along. Back-to-back ground outs. To Seth Stroh, we've been talking during the break. There hasn't been much time to mess around during the game. There's quite a few alum, uh, Monty, that are doing well at the next level. We talked about what's going on at Creighton, but uh, some other kids that are doing very well. Yeah, Casey Burnham for for Grand Island, uh, playing a lot. Had some web gyms uh, for KU. Uh, Shea Shanman for Grand Island had made eight appearances for the Huskers in relief appearances. 
Uh, of course, we mentioned Parker Upton. We mentioned uh, Jared Wagner. And, uh, of course, a uh, guy that we know from uh, Amherst, Nebraska, the Carney alum, Braden Eckhout, was named the Summit League Player of the Week last week playing for uh, University of Omaha. First pitch is called strike one here to Jay Gustafson, the second baseman, who grounded out to short to start the third, and he'll take another one here low and away, one and one. Don't forget the NIT final, Texas and Lipscomb, when we're done with baseball here, tipping off just after six. And, of course, the final four, the women Friday, the men's Saturday, championships Sunday and Monday. Low ball two, two and one. Nobody on, two out, top of the fifth. Carney leading it two-nothing, getting both runs for the Bearcats back in inning number two. And then six straight outs recorded by Cole Evans. Strike two called to Jake Gustafson. Two and two to the number eight header. If you want to talk about alumni that's doing swell, Zane Schmidt's down Hutchinson, Kansas. And uh, he got, was named player of the week for their conference last week as well. Of course, his his uh, dad's umpiring along the first baseline. We'll talk about uh, Zane's season here in a minute. And we see a swing and a miss for Jay Gustafson and three up, three down. A no-hitter for Brant Grosskreitz through five innings. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the fifth. Carney two and Grand Island nothing. You're listening to High School Baseball, brought to you by Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill, where everybody wins. We'll be back with the bottom of the fifth in a moment. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Woo, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Top of the order here for Carney Lane Shires. Two for two. He's going to see a curveball over the inner half for called strike one. Second pitch is swung on in and nubbed foul. Strike two. Our foul balls brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Two to nothing, Carney. Bottom of the fifth inning. Cole Evans has kind of settled down here after giving a leadoff single to Corbin Foster to start the third. He's recorded six straight outs, three flyouts in the third, and three ground outs on four pitches in the fourth. This one's a fastball up and in. And Shire's now down on the count one and two. Carney five hits in those first 12 at-bats. And we get one down and away, 2-2. Two, two. So 2-2 two, two the count here for Shires. He'll be followed by Trey Rodriguez and Corbin Foster. Carney with both runs in the second, 2-0. The lead, Evans down the middle. That one's going to be tagged in the left center field, but it looks like some room here for the left fielder, Blake Lighting, and he'll haul it in for the eighth-ranked Islanders. Hit hard, and Shires is retired for the first time, two for three right now in the ball game. Put a good swing on it inside half half the plate, turned on a little bit, but, uh, of course, well played. 
my left fielder. <laughs> and we go to the uh, second man up, Trey Rodriguez. He popped up a bunt in the first and grounded out to second in the second. And so we will see Trey step in there and take strike one, 0 and one So whatever Evans wasn't doing, and we talked about striding through early in the game, he seems to be doing a lot better here, much better command, swing and a miss, 0-2 to a Trey Rodriguez. And Carney's bats have now been silenced here in the last two-plus innings. And Rodriguez now down on the count, 0-2, and, and Evans ready to bring it home. And this one's going to be high for ball one. One thing that Evans has done the last couple times on 0-2, he has thrown fastballs, but out of the zone. Yep, going to the high, trying to try change that eye placement. Uh, look high, now he's probably going to go outside corner. One ball, two strikes. Curveball waved at, and it is going to be scooped up for strike number three. So that is just the second strikeout of the ball game for Cole Evans. And he is now retired eight in a row. Corbin Foster, the other strikeout victim, called out on strikes in the first and then singled to start the third. That was the last hit that Carney has. The left-hander stands in there as Evans tries to wheel through nine straight outs here. And he'll take high ball one. See the upper upper part of the order here. Uh, Evans is uh, starting out a little bit of off-speed stuff. We're throwing his curveball for a strike early on. And the pitch is high. Ball two. So... Foster able to get ahead in the count here. Again, Carney has been so aggressive, there hasn't been many deep counts here for Cole Evans. The 2-0 is going to be called strike one over the outside half. That's a nice pitch. That, that fastball he has tails a little bit uh, toward out toward the left-hand hitter, and that's a tough pitch to handle. And the 2-1 is fouled straight back to 2 Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. Two balls, two strikes. Nobody on, two outs, bottom of the fifth, two to nothing. Carney with the lead. Not much offense here the last three innings from either squad. And the 2-2 curveball hit towards the gap in center and left center, but the center fielder, Kean Wentling, gets over there on the run and will make the catch for out number three. So nine straight retired for the Creighton signee, Cole Evans, after a shaky start. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on. We go to the top of the sixth. High school baseball brought to you by SeaTech Flooring, your restoration experts, Carney 2, Grand Island nothing. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? 
Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. 912 to get things going here in the sixth for Grand Island. Brock Douglas will take called strike one. Third baseman Will Richter sneaking in just in case they try to drop one down. Again, no hits yet in this baseball game for the Islanders, hitting 236 on the season, struggling against Grosskreitz. And here's a line drive right at the second baseman, though. Lane Shires is able to put it away. Again, Douglas hit it on the nose. But he is out, and we will go to the top of the order. Kean Wentling, the center fielder, struck out to start the game and reached on a fielder's choice in the third. This is KXPN Kearney, Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Duda, Lonnie Kraftensteiner, producer-engineer Stacy Johns bringing you today's varsity baseball. Grand Island takes a swing with Wentling, grounds to the shortstop. Stroh steps in and puts that cannon over to first. Two up, two down. You know, this, this high school baseball game speaks to a lot of levels, but when you when you throw strikes as a pitcher, hit a few spots, just have enough off-speed. Both pitchers have done a nice job. Uh, of, of, of controlling the uh, in-and-out part of the plate. And uh, those hitters just having a hard time getting a lot of base runners, a lot of base hits, and the pitcher's doing a real nice job. And DJ Pfeiffer, the first baseman, stands in there and takes called strike one. He's popped out to first and flown out to right, so Carney not even necessarily shading him that way. Center playing straight up. Here's a swing and a miss. It was a half-hearted effort at a curveball that was going to be almost bouncing at the uh, plate. And it is 0-2 now to D.J. Pfeiffer. So Grosskreitz coming set on the mound, looking to put him away again for the third straight inning. He's trying to equal Cole Evans because he has put away nine already in a row, looking for ten, ball one. One and two to D.J. Pfeiffer, trying to keep it rolling here for Carney. And here's one that's going to be just a tad bit low. He tried some off speed, and that was real close, 2-2. Yep, that was a that was. Tickle the bottom part of the strike zone right there. Chris Kreitz again, when he's out of the windup, works real quickly. 2-2 to Pfeiffer on the way. It's popped up. It should stay in play close to the dugout, and it hits the dugout. So it stayed in play, but it got over on top of the dugout. The catcher, Mason Casper, and the third baseman, Will Richter, gave chase. And it is 2-2, and Chris Kreitz wants a new baseball after that one. Gets scuffed up over there. So DJ Pfeiffer, if he can find a way to get on, then Cole Evans. And the thing is, as well as Grosskreit is pitching, it's still only two to nothing. You sure. get a guy on, one swing of the bat from somebody in the middle of the order changes things up. That's why you don't want to give three, four, or five a chance here with runners on. You want to get to them in the seventh. The 2-2 pitch to DJ Pfeiffer is low and away. And really, Grosskreitz, that's the first time that he has shown a little disgust. The ball just got away from him there. Uh, he, he didn't get as much of a grip on that as he had wanted to. Yep, went off speed on the 2-2 count. So full count now, Pfeiffer as Grosskreitz brings it home, and it's outside, ball four, tried the fastball, and a walk. So there have been a handful of base runners for Grand Island, but this is their first base runner since Wentling reached on the fielder's choice back in the third. Third walk by... Brand also hit a hit a batter, so there's been four base runners. And that'll bring up Cole Evans. He lined to right, and then he 
reached on a walk and was wiped out of double play, 5-4-3 to end the fourth inning. And now we have brought a courtesy runner into the ball game for Grand Island. Caleb Kostler will take over. So Kostler to pinch run, and they'll throw over there. Again, just trying to throw a little mojo off because uh, Carney has been pretty solid defensively in everything that they've done. Of course, we have just one error in the game, and that came from Grand Island early on. Of course, the thought process is bringing a pinch runner who obviously can run pretty well with two outs and and uh, might stand a chance to test the arm of, of uh, Casper behind the plate and also test the ability to hold runner by Brant. And he's doing a nice job of keeping him fairly tight so far. And probably your best offensive weapon, Cole Evans at the plate. And the first pitch to him is going to be grounded to third, and it goes off the glove. Now this will be an interesting call as it gets into left field, and he'll go into second. It was a line shot to third. What are they going to call this? Does it break up the no-hitter? Or are they going to say because it drew a little bit of leather that it will be an error? I would think that would probably have to be a hit. But again, we'll see what the official scorekeeper says. I think they put an error up there. So, Did that runners at second and I third. See, I can't see the. Uh, I honestly can't see the score. Yeah, there's score. one on each side, so it looks like they're going to call that an error. And now you can tie the game with the first hit by Javier Cruz. Cruz grounded out to short and flew out to center with two outs here in the sixth, and he's going to have the first hit of the ball game, and we're going to be tied. Dumps it into right center field, and just like that. It is 2-2 two two here in the top of the sixth. Grand Island hadn't done anything, mm. and they dumped the first hit of the ball game in there from the man that leads the team in batting average right now, Javier Cruz, the cleanup hitter, ties the game at two and wipes out a great pitching performance from Brant Grosskreitz. And nice job of hitting by Javier Cruz there, outside part of the plate, kind of stuck the bat out there, went with the pitch, hit a line drive right over second base, and no doubter. And uh, it's amazing how fast things can change, right? You have two outs, and all of a sudden you give a two-out walk and, and uh, an error, which maybe well hit ball, third baseman, which was called an error, and runners on second and third. And all of a sudden, then you get a little line drive hit and uh, tie ball game. And now we've got a little bit of excitement here because uh, now Carney's going to have to score to win this game. 2-2, two, two, top of the sixth. First uh, time that Grand Island even gotten anybody to second base, and they're able to move them around here. And that'll bring up Riley Krolikowski. So Kostler, the pinch hitter or pinch runner, came in to score, as did Cole Evans. Two outs, the runner on first of the first pitch. Two, Krolikowski is called strike one. Krolikowski grounded out to second and then rolled into a 5-4-3 double play. So both times he's put the ball in play, but on the ground. I think we have a courtesy runner at first base for Evans, too, maybe. And the... 0-1 pitch now to Krolikowski, trying to keep things going here in the sixth for Grand Island. They've tied it at two. He'll take a pitch that's just outside. Ball one, one one The Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy, one girl winner will be listed each month. Brought to you by B&B Carpet. We'll tell you who the winners are after this pitch as we just turned into April. And the 1-1 to Krolikowski with a runner at first short lead. Fastball away, 2-1. And, and this time around, Baylor Shireman, outstanding everything over at Aurora, finishing off the basketball season. He wins the boys' award, and Alexi Verton of the state championship Hastings St. Cecilia girls basketball team brings home the award for the ladies. Yeah, I feel bad for the Shireman kid. Doesn't really have a lot of athletic ability <laughs> and a lot of 
doesn't hasn't had a lot of success in high school. I hope I hope he does okay in college. Yeah, he'll, he'll do he'll do okay up there at state, <laughs> South Dakota State. Of course, Cannon Coster heading up to South Dakota. Here's called strike two to Riley Krolikowski. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Runner at first. Grand Island getting their first base hit of the ball game, and Javier Cruz driving in two. There was a walk and then what was called an error. I think we'll probably change that to a double now <laughs> since yeah. a hit was given up. Yep. We'll find out. The 2-2 pitch is an off-speeder that stayed high, and it is three balls and two strikes to Riley Krolikowski with Blake Lighting on deck, and Carney High hasn't had to, their fans haven't had a whole lot to really get rambunctious about. They wanted that call there. They'd been cruising along, so now the runner can take off. They'll throw over to first, but the lead is very, very minimal over there. It's funny when you're ahead how how you aren't bothered as much by those close calls as you are when it's tired. Oh, yeah. And it is a pinch runner over there. We did not get the announcement. The 3-2 pitch is going to be fouled back, and that pinch runner over there is Braden Robinson, sophomore. And our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. More high school baseball brought to you by Lanny Carlson Motors. Going the extra mile for you. An insurance connection connecting your family with the coverage. That's right. We do have some action in the Carney High bullpen there. We have uh, can't tell who it is quite yet, but it uh, looks like uh, throwing with a little bit of intent. Another 3-2 pitch from Grosskreitz. He's going to be waved at and just ticked back to the backstop. Grosskreitz brought about everything he had right there. And the count will remain full to the Grand Island catcher, Riley Krolikowski. It was an innocent start to the inning. Um, there had been seven straight retired by Grosskreitz. He got Douglas to line out to second, Wentling to ground out to short. Then Pfeiffer walked. Evans rips one off the third baseman. And then the only hit of the game, Javier. And there is a line drive just foul down the third base line. Foul ball three and two. Brought to you by our friends what? at home, Real Estate. And a good jump over there for... Braden Robinson, the pinch runner at first. Boy, Krolkowski got around on that one. That was he, he. He pasted that one about four feet left of the the foul line, but uh, turned around on that one. Another three-two pitch, off speed, chopped the third. It will stay in fair territory. Richter picks it up and fires over to Krolkowski, but that will bring us to the end of the top of the sixth inning. And Grand Island able to get on the board. Two runs on one hit so far, one error. One man left on. We go to the bottom of the sixth. It's now Carney to Grand Island to. You're listening to High School Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. 
You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Welcome to the bottom of the sixth here at Memorial Field. Mason Casper will take a curveball for called strike one. He's the cleanup hitter for Carney and the Carney catcher. Another off speed that's outside from Cole Evans. Evans struggled early and now has set down 10 in a row here. Let's make it nine in a row he has set down, trying to make it 10 in a row. Mason Casper, Braden Miller, Seth Stroh. Due up here in the bottom of the sixth. And the 1-1 pitch. Fastball. Checked his swing. They go down to first to appeal. They say, no, he did not go around. Fastball that just missed on the outside. Two balls, one strike. Things just got a heck of a lot more interesting in about two minutes worth of baseball action as Carney had been cruising. Again, Grand Island still has just the one hit as Evans continues to work fast outside. Ball three. Casper flew out to right, flew out to center. He's got underneath a couple and now... Needs to be patient here on the 3-1 pitch. They need base runners, Ducarney. And he swings and drills it into right center field. That's a base hit. And Wentling, who was shaded just a little bit towards left center, comes over and picks it up in right center. And Mason Casper will get his first hit of the ball game. And now let's see what we do. We immediately go get the courtesy runner here for Carney High. Coming in will be Sam Engberg. So the senior over there. And now you've got the number five guy, Braden Miller. And uh, Coach Archer is not afraid to bunt. Uh, you you watch all these guys that make millions of dollars. It happened yesterday in the Nationals game. First and second, bottom of the night, tie ball game. But it's Ryan Zimmerman, so he can't bunt because he makes too much. And that's not the case down here. Let's see if Miller will be bunting. Uh, he doubled and scored the first run of the game and then flew out to center. Engberg with some speed, good lead, and he does put down the bunt. It's a beautiful bunt. The only play is over to first. Sacrifice bunt, and it's close at first, but they'll call him out. Carney hoping, but I think That's it was the right call. Right call. Bang, nope, bang over there. Absolutely, and, you know, there's another deal where Braden, if, uh, with, with a very nice sacrifice bunt, but with his kind of speed, you know, he stands a good chance of beating that out. So I really like that, that play by Arch, you know, trying just to get one run, and now uh, did a nice job of uh, getting the ball down and, and then, so now you got a runner in scoring position. Cole Evans came off the mound, fielded it, and threw quickly as he could over to DJ Pfeiffer. Now Seth Stroh comes in, grounded out to short, flew out to right. He'll take the first pitch in the dirt for ball one, and that's one thing right now. Cole Evans is still pitching very well. You cannot let one get away. That uh, happened earlier in the ball game where they missed on a bunt, did Carney, and then the next pitch was a wild pitch to the backstop. 1-0 pitch to Stroh. The go-ahead run at second. 2-2, bottom of the sixth. Evans pitches outside. And again, he looked a little tight on that one. When he was in rhythm the last three innings, everything was working his way. Off-speed, fastball, curveball. Action in both bullpens right now. And both guys getting closer to that pitch count. The lefty Stroh waits and takes, and it's going to be low and away. Ball three. Again, this... Again, wouldn't be the worst thing for Grand Island. You're going to get into the bottom of the order here for Carney, But then you set yourself up for a big inning if you can't get the bottom of the order. And the 3-0 pitch taken all the way, and it's low and inside. And Stroh will draw a four-pitch walk to put runners at first and second. Of course, already down there at second base, Engberg, the pinch runner. And now 
Here comes assistant coach Wells out to uh, the mound to talk to Cole Evans. Will Richter flew out to center, grounded out to short. And that was a sacrifice fly back in the second inning to drive in. Braden Miller, the first run of the game. 2-2, high school baseball brought to you in part by many of our great sponsors, including Duncan Tice Construction Building with Confidence and Great Western Bank. Making life great. Doug Duda, Lonnie Kratzenstein, Carney got two in the second in Grand Island. Just got their first hit of the game with two outs, but two on to tie the game in the top of the sixth. It's 2-2 here in the bottom of the sixth with runners at first and second and one out. And the meeting on the mound is over. And Will Richter stands in there in his limited plate appearances this year. He's done an outstanding job, but looking for his first hit of the day, and he'll take called strike one. Infield double play depth, kind of pinched in the middle a little bit. First baseman in the third baseman are kind of up in the corners. They are not holding Stroh on at first. Uh, really looking for that ground ball double play at this point. The one to Richter, off speed, low, one and one. So Evans working out there, now has a chance to Get out of here with no decision or even give himself a win if they can do something in the seventh, but he's got to get through here. 2-2, two, two, two on, one out. And the 1-1 one, one pitch to Richter. High, ball two. The fastball. Richter patient up there right now. Tyler Shermer would be next. Looks like number 12, left-handed, in, is in the bullpen for Grand Island right now. And that is Ryan Melvin. Here's a... Number down the first base line, and Evans will just pick it up and tag Will Richter, but the runners do advance to second and third, but there are two outs here in the bottom of the sixth inning of a 2-2 ball game. <laughs> little aggressive, a little aggressive on the tag there. It wasn't just a glove, it had a little, little forearm, and uh, letting him know that, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm a Division One player and you're not. Yeah, Cole Evans wanted to make sure that he... Finished things up, and now Tyler Shermer reached on an error. Although it was a bang-bang play, it was a hard-hit ball at the second baseman, Gustafson, and then he grounded out to second to end the fourth and a 1-2-3 inning. The left-hander swings and fouls it off his foot, strike one. So Shermer, a chance to put Carney ahead here with two on, second and third. You've got Engberg pinch running down at third. You've got Stroh at second, but there are two outs to the number eight hitter, first baseman Tyler Shermer. Can he come through with a big play here? The 0-1, outside, swung on and missed, strike two. Shermer being a left-hand hitter, he really likes to, with his step, you can tell he likes to pull the ball. And uh, Cole Evans on that pitch really worked the outside half of the plate. And if I'm him, again, I'm, I'm it's 0-2, and he's got that fastball that we talked yep. about tailing off to the right that he's going to probably try to work the outside half. Krolikowski sets up out there. It's way out. Ball one, but I wouldn't doubt that they'd come right back to it. Shermer kind of scooted up in the batter's box towards the plate instead of standing back. One ball, two strikes. I wouldn't be shocked to see him bring that same pitch again, only just not as far outside. Krolikowski was setting up like a Little League World Series catcher from Japan, (laughs) five feet outside. The one-two pitch. Shermer chops it right back to Evans, and Evans is going to get out of here, and we're going to go to the seventh all tied up. In fact, Cole Evans made the putout on all three. The bunt, the chopper, and the chopper again. So Carney High, no runs. They did have one hit. There were no errors. Two men left on, and we go to the seventh. It's Carney in Grand Island, 2-2 on ESPN Tri-Cities. 
Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. You're listening to KXPN, Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Doug Dudamani Kratzenstein with you here at Memorial Field in Carney. Thanks to Athletic Director Ryan Hogue and Coaches Brad Archer and Joe Wells for helping us with our broadcast here. 2-2, top of the seventh. Carney boys soccer team, 5-0 win today at Fremont. That is the state record-breaking 38th shutout of goalkeeper Jacob Hardy's career. Congratulations to him girls playing right now against Fremont and the first pitch is ripped right back up the middle to start the top of the seventh inning for Blake Lighting. He'd walked and grounded out and that's just the second hit of the ball game and how long now will Brad Archer stick with Brant, uh, Grant with Brant Grosskreitz out there who had had a no hitter going into the sixth inning with two outs. Cruz blooped one into right center field to drive in the tying runs. See if the sacrifice is on here. Rand Sanders, number seven of the lineup. Kind of a close play over at first as they fire over there, and Tyler Shermer puts the tag down on Blake Lighting. Well, this is legitimately the first time Grand Island has been able to get anything going. This is the first time the leadoff man has been on. The bunt signal is high as he pulls it back. And it's 1-0. Gustafson would be next, then Brock Douglas. So you're here at the bottom of the order. Grosskreis has to keep that confidence. He's pitched so well here today. Don't walk the guy trying to bunt. That's first. And they'll throw back over to first. See Will Richter uh, not just creeping in. He is way in at third base, and he's coming in on the pitch. So, you know, certainly you aren't real picky, but uh, if, a, if a hard bunt to the third base side, uh, he, he might have a chance at second. The 1-0 pitch from Grosskreitz to Sanders. Squares to bunt, and foul tipped it, stays at the plate. Might got a little bit of Casper. Casper's going to walk out to the mound halfway at least to throw it back. I think that foul tip kind of clipped him there. I don't know if it was on the hand or elsewhere, but it is 1-1. And now the key for Grand Island Sanders is get that ball down. Don't get yourself into a 1-2 count or a two-foul count or pop it up. One ball, one strike to the Grand Island shortstop. Throw over to first. Of all the throws by both teams, 
there's only one that's even been in the ballpark of the umpire having to think about yeah. safe or out so far. 1-1. One, one. Throw over to first. Sometimes you do that to see if the batter is going to square. Sanders did not square early that time. And I have to imagine the bunt is still on, Certainly. considering you've only got two hits in the entire baseball game. Yep. And once again, the 1-1 pitch. Grosskreitz squares to bunt. The bunt is down. Grosskreitz will field it. Thought about second, but a good jump. Throws over to first. Shermer had to stretch a little bit, but he does make the play. A sacrifice bunt here for Sanders. 1-3, and that will move down to second base. Blake Lighting, the go-ahead runner in scoring position for the second baseman, Jay Gustafson, grounded out to short and went down on strikes to end the fifth inning. Well-executed sacrifice by Rand Sanders. Uh, a two-hopper to the pitcher, you know, we kind of saw Brant take a look over at second just a little bit, but uh, uh, made the right play at first base, and now there's runner in scoring position with one out. Gustafson came in today 200, now 0 for 2 on the game. Good lead over at second. Grosskreitz with the stretch and the pitch. Big swing and a miss at a high fastball. Strike one. Brock Douglas would be next. Douglas has actually put the bat on the ball a couple of times. Really good for the number nine hitters, so don't just think that this is a done deal. No, got kind of hit the ball squarely to the second baseman on the line out last time up. The monthly test of the sirens here in Kearney is what you hear in the background. They do that Thursday at 5.30. And the pitch chopped on foul. Nope. <laughs> the assistant coach over the third base box. I think that's Kirby Wells over there he for thought Grand about, Island. He thought about putting a hand up, didn't he? He said, no, ain't happening. <laughs> Strike two. Not worth it. So Gustafson down 0-2. What will Grosskreitz do? No matter what, Casper's got to keep the ball in front of him here with one out and the go-ahead run at second. Ooh, a little spin back to second base. Started his motion, but it was all on a pickoff attempt. Didn't throw it, but made Blake Lighting dive back in there. Lighting started the top of the seventh with a solid single up the middle. Probably the best hit ball of the day. Only the second hit for Grand Island. The 0-2 pitch to Gustafson is high for ball one. 2-2. Carney six hits. Grand Island two hits. Each team with one error in the baseball game. And we're here in the top of the seventh. Of course, in high school baseball, seven innings the regulation. Carney already has played an extra inning game. That was the opening day against Pius. Their only loss, four, three, and eight innings. Grand Island has not had to go extra innings in their first six games. Now the one-two pitch to Gustafson. Grosskreitz kicks and deals, and he gets him to swing. Did he tag him? Yes, he did. The ball was in the dirt. And Casper made a nice play to dig it out and get him tagged so he wouldn't have to throw down to first. He'd throw down to first. Maybe the kid advances down to third base Good hustle. from lighting. And so now two down, and it's up to Brock Douglas. Yep, and you saw the umpire throw up his right hand right away on the tag because from here you couldn't tell if he quite got him or not. And uh, so that saved him a throw. And now there's two outs, and uh, comes down to Brock Douglas, who, as we said, hit a nice line drive right at the second baseman last time up. So not your typical number nine hitter you can just uh, assume is going to be an out. Well, let's see if Carney's got the right scouting report because both times Douglas, the right-handed hitter, has hit it to the right side. This is where you want your shortstop covering. The second baseman, Shires was, now gets back into regular position. And there's a line drive into left center field on the run. The center fielder off his glove. Trey Rodriguez can't get it, and Grand Island has taken the lead 3-2 to two on the double by Brock Douglas. And I'll tell you what, we've had about three of those today. The first one that's went against Carney, just off the outstretched glove of the diving Trey Rodriguez, and the Islanders have taken the lead. 
Yep, and that was well-hit ball. You know, Rodriguez got a nice jump on it, going to his right in between right and, and center, and and uh, was backhand, got, got a glove on it. Would have, if he would have made the catch, it would have been a very nice catch. He probably thinks he's would he should have got it, but he looks a little shaken up there out there. He hasn't put his glove back on quite yet. Kean Wentling now stands in a 3-2 game and another runner in scoring position. As Grosskreit stays in, throws it inside, ball one. And we had just talked about shading towards right because the first two times that Douglas has been up there, he hit it to the right side. And if if Rodriguez was shaded to the right, it wasn't by very much, but it might have been that half a step was all you needed because it went just off the tip of his glove. In fact, it just kind of knocked it down. It only rolled about 10 feet away as the left fielder, Braden Miller, went over and picked it up. Here's a swing and a miss for Wentling. And that will even the count. Well, foul ball, excuse me, back to the screen, one and one. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. So 3-2 now, Grand Island, the number eight team in the state. Curveball lined a foul to the right side and out of play. Kind of a testament to just sticking with it. You know, Grand Island, we're talking no hitter. We're talking haven't had any sort of luck with base runners. And this kind of kind of kept on it. You know, used, some, used some walks, used an air, used, uh, you know, in some innings to get a little pressure on them. In this case, successfully sacrificed bunt. And now the one-two pitch, trying to get out of here. Gross Kreitz, check swing. It was a strike, I think, anyway. It didn't matter. Wentling will go down, so getting a couple of strikeouts in the inning. But Grand Island, the first time they had multiple hits, they were able to get one run on two hits. There were no Carney errors and one man left on, and Grand Island has taken the lead 3-2 to two over Carney. They need one to keep the game going in the bottom of the seventh. And for Carney, when we return, it'll be 9-1-2. Clevenger, Shires, and Rodriguez here on ESPN. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home, and I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. 3-2 to two, Grand Island as we welcome you back to high school baseball here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. The NIT final, Texas and Lipscomb and we're done. Post-game show coming up, but can Kearney keep the game going, trailing for the first time? It'll be Connor Clevenger who singled in the second to right and then grounded out to second to end the fourth. He'll take the first pitch here from Cole Evans. Both pitchers have went the distance. It's out and away for ball number one. Common baseball tradition is to take strike on on this, but uh, we'll see if that follows suit. And again, the tailing fastball away, 2-0. and And now if you're Clevenger... There's a reason he's DHing, but there's a reason he's in the nine hole. So as a professional nine hole hitter myself, you got to take this pitch, and he does. It's a strike, <laughs> two balls and one strike. I was always I was always thrilled when only other eight, eight other guys showed up. 
<laughs> that meant I had Guaranteed a chance. Spot. That meant I had a chance. Two one pitch. Clevenger up and away. Ball three. And now for Cole Evans, you do not want to give a pass to the number nine guy once you've got the lead. So let's see what he does. And will Clevenger swing the bat here on three one? Kicks and delivers. And it is there for strike two, three two. Went to that outside, but it didn't tail. So a full count here, bottom of the seventh. Leadoff man here for Carney. The 3-2 pitch to Clevenger. He'll take it up and away. Ball four to leadoff walk. Do we go to the top of the lineup in Lane Shires? Two for three. He's hit the ball hard all three times. He lined out to left field as he popped it in inning number five. And now back into run here for Carney will be Engberg. And how many times do you talk about, you know, that first that first out of the inning, especially when you're, you're trying to shut down, you, you know, you've got that lead and, and a walk to lead off the inning just makes those uh, pitching coaches cringe when they see that. And it is Sam. I think I said Seth earlier. Sorry, Sam. Sam Engberg comes in there. If I said that, got gotcha. you messed up with Stroh. But now will Shires lay down the bunt? Let's find out. The tying run is on. He squares to bunt. He misses it. And there was a good jump down there by the pinch runner. In Engberg, strike one. So Shires trying to advance the runner and leaving it up to Trey Rodriguez and Corbin Foster, who would be next. The third baseman, Javier Cruz, inside the bag, about three steps towards home plate. The 0-1 pitch, taking it, and it just missed. Ball one. I think everybody in the place was expecting the square there, and it didn't. And when he didn't, they had to look to see how close that pitch was. Rabble. Cole Evans really wanted it. little rabble, rabble, rabble from the Grand Island fans on that one. Absolutely. 1-1 one, one now to Shires. Bottom of the seventh, 3-2 Grand Island. He squares to bunt, and it's up above his head. He gets out of the way. Ball two, two and one. So the leadoff walk to Clevenger on a 3-2 pitch that was just up and away, and now a 2-1 count to the man at the top of the order, second baseman Lane Shires. Carney in a nail-biter now with G.I. And the butt down the first baseline, but it's foul. And so now it's two balls and two strikes to Shires. Obviously, you don't want to ground into any kind of double play, but you do want to get this ball in play and make Grand Island field it. Had two opportunities to uh, get the ball down. Uh, didn't do that. So now it puts a little bit more pressure on him to uh, have a successful at-bat with the two-strike, two-ball count. I wouldn't be surprised to see him square 2-2, but he's not going to, and he swings and pops it up in the infield. Get foul, will it? Cruz comes over, and it's into the dugout. It didn't even get to the top of the dugout, but to about the three feet from the fence to the dugout and landed in <laughs> the Carney dugout over here. Those and guys weren't moving, clearing away out for Javier Cruz, the third no. baseman. They kind of just stood stood there. They weren't, they weren't giving him a whole lot of help there. Friendly rivalry. Two balls, two strikes. Nobody out. The tying run is at first, 3-2 to two Grand Island. Shires waits for the Evans pitch. It's inside, and he rips it down the left field line. Out of play. Off the indoor hitting complex, which bounces away. So the count remains 2-2. And that just kind of shows you right there that Shires is about ready to swing at anything now that comes across the plate. He's going to have to keep an eye on something outside. Way ahead of that fastball, you wonder if there's going to be a little bit off-speed pitch here from Cole Evans on a 2-2 count. The lead by Engberg. Pretty good one. Here's the pitch. It's outside and in the dirt. Now a full count. Will Coach Archer... I mean, there's a reason Sam Egbert's over there. Do you send the speedster on a 3-2 pitch? Just in case. 
Rodriguez on deck, Foster in the hole. 3-2 Grand Island, nobody out, bottom of the seventh. 3-2 pitch to Lane Shires. Swung on right back up the middle, a base hit. They did not send the runner, and by not sending the runner, that meant nobody was there at second base, and that allowed that to get through. The genius of Brad Archer comes through again, two on, nobody out. So not only the tying run, but the go-ahead and winning run on base for Trey Rodriguez. Isn't that interesting? If we send send the runner on a hit run, somebody's standing there on second base, and that ball goes right to him, and and, and away you go. But uh, the way it is now, now the top two batters are on on base, and it looks like we might have a – have a pitching change here. Kirby Wells will walk out there to talk to Cole Evans. And again, a lot of this, talk to your infield, see what's going to happen because Brad Archer might have Trey Rodriguez bunt again. Now, he popped up a bunt attempt back in the first inning when Shane Elaine Shires had the leadoff single. And he is 0 for 3. He grounded out to second, and he struck out in the fifth. You know, when you're talking high school baseball here, you know, I still play the percentages, and I lay that bunt down because... Uh, there's a lot bigger chance of that ball getting going as, as an errant throw or misplayed on a bunt. If you can get that ball down, you're putting the pressure on the defense. And I would certainly like that, like that idea, especially if you're successful on a sacrifice, then all of a sudden your winning run is in scoring position with one out. Don't forget UNK softball is home for doubleheaders on Saturday and Sunday out at Patriot Park after sweeping a doubleheader from Northeastern State on Tuesday and being competitive, but dropping a doubleheader to number two central Oklahoma. So here we go, Trey Rodriguez. Corners are set in. to bat. Corners are way in. Yeah, way in at first base is DJ Pfeiffer. Third base, Javier Cruz. Rodriguez with two on, nobody out, squares to bunt, but it's outside, ball one. One and own, Corbin Foster, Mason Casper, if we get farther, are up after Rodriguez. So down there at second as the courtesy runner is Sam Engberg. At first is Lane Shires after getting a 3-2 single. Clevenger drew the walk, and then Engberg ran. The bunt off of him in the batter's box, so it's a foul ball. I was just going to say, boy, that was really close. His, his back foot was still in the batter's box, but that was close to getting hit by the foul ball when he was uh, in play. Yep, so it's a 1-1 count on Trey Rodriguez. Coach Archer continues to flash the signals out there. Now you're into a huge chess match. Cruz kind of has to stay back at third, and that's where Rodriguez wants to put the bunt. Squares, bunts it, and he does down third. He's got a chance to beat this out. Rodriguez hustles down to first, but he's out by a half a step. Good play by Javier Cruz, but he moves the tying run to third and the winning run to second. A perfectly executed bunt by Trey Rodriguez and also well played defensively there by the Islanders. Yep, that's a good baseball play. Good Good job throwing strikes by the pitcher. Good bump by Trey Rodriguez. And, of course, Javier Cruz with a nice play there, getting him by half a step at first base. But now, all of a sudden, now you put your best best hitters, you know, your third and fourth hitters, Corbin Foster, a left-handed hitter who's, who's you know, proven himself last year during Legion season as one of their better hitters. And uh, this is exactly what you want, righty versus lefty. One for three with a single in the third. And the pitch swung on and missed, kind of stepped out of the well that time. Strike one. A base hit probably wins the game to the outfield for Carney. They've got the tying run at third in Sam Egbert, the winning run at second in Lane Shires. Grant Island scored at the top of the seventh to take a 3-2 lead. They didn't get their first hit to the sixth. And the pitch is just inside. Now that's one of those where the catcher, Krolikowski, set up outside. The ball came inside. Might have been a strike, 
but the umpire was thrown off a little bit, and it's a ball. You want to tell your outfielders, a defensive coach, you've got to get in a position where you can actually throw them out. I don't think the left fielder is tight enough that if there's a ball hit to him, he's going to be able to throw the runner out. Curveball, knife down the left field line, but it's going to go foul by about 20 feet. And now it's one ball and two strikes. Evans really needs a strike out here for Grand Island. And for Foster again, you just go on contact. If he puts that ball in play, you have to assume Engberg's going to be hustling for home. But now Evans, ahead in the count, has his choice of pitches. One ball, two strikes, one out here, bottom of the seventh. Grand Island by one. The pitch, fastball, is straight back over our heads. Fastballs brought to you by, or foul balls brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. We've got an exciting one here, only the second time that Carney's been able to play at home. After sweeping Papio South last Thursday, still 1-2. Good lead at second. The entire infield is in for a play at the plate. And the 1-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And Grand Island is an out away from getting out of here with a comeback victory. It's up to Mason Casper. He singled the last time up to start the top of the sixth. That broke a streak of nine straight retired by Evans. Hmm. High fastball there, just swung through it. One of those situations where where uh, got the pitch that he wanted, uh, got the swing he wanted, just missed, missed the ball. And uh, if you're Cole Evans, you're taking deep sigh relief. And I think we have hit maybe the pitch count. Let's find out. The umpires are coming together here. And no, something went on. Uh, Kirby Wells started to come out there. The umpires were headed towards the mound. Uh, Evans says, I'm fine. And Casper, again, a pretty aggressive, had a couple of flyouts in his first two at-bats. And you get that tendency, you want to go get it, hit the ball hard. Sometimes you get out of your motion that you get to in the batting cage and in practice. Carney just needs to find a way to get Casper safely aboard here. 3-2 to two, Grand Island, runners at second and third with two outs. And Cole Evans, his first pitch to Casper. Off speed, swung on and missed, strike one. It's pretty tough starting out with a curveball like that. I think Casper was looking fastball, uh, swung right through that. The timing and the guts to throw a, fa- a curveball with a 0-0 count right there. Cole tells you that uh, he's 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 done this before. He's been in this situation before. They are not holding on the runner at second. The 0-1 pitch. Casper swung on right back up the middle. That'll tie the ball game. That'll win the ball game for Carney. The throw home is off the mark. And Mason Casper singles back up the middle. And the Bearcats have won five in a row. Knocking off eighth-ranked Grand Island. Four to three here at home in front of a great crowd in Kearney. Mason Casper, two for four. Lane Shires, three for four. They had five of the seven hits. And in a game that was just breezing along, we end up with a dandy here over the last two innings. Carney four and Grand Island three. We will be back with post-game activities, a chat with assistant coach and maybe one of the players as well. We'll run down the uh, final box score for you here. But Mason Casper, the only player today uh, for Carney to drive in a couple of runs uh, earlier today for Grand Island when... Javier Cruz got the first hit of the game with two outs of the sixth. He tied it up at two. But a well-played game here today, a game that was played in an hour and about 45 minutes, and it ends up being Carney 4, Grand Island 3. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities. 
be a Platte River Prep School sponsor, like Awari Dunes and Copycat Printing, email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Plum 30 KHIS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! And welcome back to Memorial Field. Now, baseball's not over here. There is the junior varsity game that will get going in about uh, 25 to 30 minutes. So uh, come on up and watch some of the younger uh, Carney and Grand Island baseball players play. But this is what rivalries are all about. Came down to the final at bat, two on, two out, bottom of the seventh. Grand Island hadn't had a hit till the sixth inning. That hit, though, drove in two runs to tie it. Then they squeak one out in the top of the seventh inning to make it three to two. Carney has a chance to win the ball game, but a strikeout with one out, then takes us down to the last man, and Cole Evans uh, gets an early breaking ball, swinging strike on Casper, then comes back with heat, and Casper puts it right back past him, uh, almost hit him on the hip, but when it didn't, it got into center field, and of course, uh, Shires had a big enough jump at second that he was able to score right behind Enberg, who was standing at third, and Carney wins it by a score of 4-3, to three, Monty. Well-pitched baseball game, well-played baseball game. Um, Two pitchers that went at it pretty good. Uh, defenses played well. Minimal errors, minimal walks. Uh, a couple of sacrifice bunts there that were well executed that uh, ended up uh, that won the game for for Carney and a, and a timely hit. So, uh, good baseball game this early in the season. You know, sometimes in the in the early spring season, you don't see a lot of well executed pitches and and defense and and uh, and sacrifice bunts, but. Uh, very well done and uh, a good, beautiful night for baseball, as we said. And I think the fans got their money's worth. Uh, fast game, fast tempo game, uh, well played. Well, if you can play baseball like this all the time, it was a nice day. We've been dreaming of this. Now, yes, it isn't 80, but it was 53 degrees with hardly any wind at the start. We went in under two hours, and you get a walk-off for the home team, and you get an exciting game, well-pitched, as Monty said. Four to three, the final. In that bottom of the seventh, Carney had two runs on two hits. There were no errors, and one man left on. Carney wins it by a score of a four to three. We'll give you the entire box score and have coach interview with you when we return here on ESPN Radio. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. 
The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Don't forget, we are back here at Memorial Field Monday and Tuesday, 4.30 start times as Millard West comes in on a Monday. And, of course, Millard West is the number one team in the state of Nebraska. That had been the only team that beaten Grand Island until today and swept them in a doubleheader. They are undefeated at 9-0. and And then uh, Hastings, who is state-rated in Class B, will be coming in on uh, Tuesday. And there's a good chance we might see another Division I player in Sam Wibble's pitch for Hastings. Hastings right now is on 1230 AM KHAS playing Wahoo, Bishop, Newman, Lincoln, Lutheran, all those schools coming together to play some baseball. Hastings 4-1, Wahoo 5-1. That's currently on 1230 AM KHAS. In the ball game today for Grand Island, they had three runs on three hits. There was one Carnier and four men left on base. Uh, the hits in the ball game came from Javier Cruz, a two RBI single with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. That was the first hit of the ball game, and then a pair of hits there in the seventh inning. Blake Lighting lined the first pitch of the seventh right back up the middle, and then uh, Brock Douglas doubled him home to uh, give them the three to two lead. And a great job uh, in the last couple of innings for Grand Island to really get some things going. They did have, as you said, Monty, uh, earlier in the game, got three guys on via the walk. There was a hit batter, uh, but they were never able to get anybody in scoring position until the sixth inning. You know, we talked a little bit about the the, the pitch and the tempo of the game, and it was one of those where, as a defense, uh, you really like playing behind two pitchers that throw strikes for the most part. Uh, don't take a lot of time between pitches, and you could tell the defense was was pretty sharp in that manner. Um, I also thought that that offensively, neither of the lineups swung at a lot of bad pitches. They had a pretty good approach. They seemed like that they uh, were well coached and, and and had a pretty good plan when it came to it. Uh, like I said, sometimes in a, in a in an early spring game, and that uh, you struggle a little bit with things like control of the pitcher and things like executing. Uh, your cover bunk coverages, uh, that was all pretty pretty tight. So well played game. I really have to hand it to uh, Grand Island. You know, you're getting shut out. You're getting 
no hit there for for quite a while and up until the sixth inning and they just hung in there hung in there and uh, they took advantage of their opportunities and then it would have been pretty easy for Carney to get pretty discouraged because they had kind of dominated the game up until that that uh, sixth inning but uh, when it really counted in the seventh inning they uh, got their leadoff guy again that leadoff walk typically comes comes back to bite you got the first two guys on executed sacrifice and then uh, did a nice job with it well, we got uh, Mason Casper, uh, the hero of today's baseball game, among others, uh, sliding in to chat with us. And uh, Mason, uh, congratulations. It's always uh, fun to win any sporting event. Uh, what were you feeling when you went up there uh, knowing a, a base hit might win the game and a non-base hit might end the game? Uh, well, you know, when you're in that situation, you just got to gotta be in the mindset that it's just another bat. You can't be thinking about it too much. And uh, I, was, I was sitting fastball first pitch, but he came curveball, so I got down in the count. I just had to sit back, and hopefully he gave me a fastball. He threw it outside, and I, I was able to pull through with a two-out hit for the team. It was, it was amazing. You know, the, I, we thought we talked about this before where the lineup did a really nice job of uh, executing with runners on base, getting that those, those sacrifices, uh, getting some, some him to throw some pitches. You know, when you're facing a pitcher like Cole, who has, uh, has a pretty good curveball, uh, when you talk about your approach, you said you were looking fastball early on, but you got, got down on the count on that last at bat. Um, is that a situation where you're looking for a certain location or are you just saying, you know what, I'm going to put a good swing on it and put it in play? Well, you're absolutely right. Cole did a fantastic job. He, he dealt all game, had us, had us on our toes. Um, but when he came first pitch curveball and I got down on the count, I just had to, had to start protecting because we're down to our last out. There's no, mm-hmm. there's no more. Take it. So I, I had to just look fastball and he came with it, and I was able to put the barrel on the bat. Well, you were behind the plate catching Brant Grosskreitz, and he was wheeling and dealing, and uh, it looked like you guys might get out of here with a 2 nothing 90-minute uh, uh, win here today and uh, give Grant Allen credit for what they did there in the 6th and 7th. But what did you see from Brant today? Uh, Brant, Brant's phenomenal. Uh, his best stuff wasn't there wasn't there today, but he, as usual, he grinded it out. He's an absolute grinder on the mound. Love him to death. What was it like uh, once they tied it and then they took the lead from you? How did things maybe change in the dugout or uh, what you and uh, Brant talked about before going out there? You know, it's, 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 it's definitely, uh, definitely a different mindset for sure. When you're pitching with a lead, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot easier. You can kind of pick what you want to throw. But when you're down, you got to really grind through, and he did a great job. As for the dugout, uh, we just kept in it the whole time, tried to stay positive throughout the whole game, and we did. We did a great job of that. Is you've played a lot of baseball games on this <laughs> this field, and uh, how how different is it, or maybe it's not different to, to to play a situation like this? You know, we talked early in the pregame about it's Carney, it's it's Grand Island. We've seen a lot of those games, but this one felt just a little bit different because instead of the uh, you know the post fifty two or the runs a uniform, you're still wearing the same colors, but it's got a little bit different. What's that like for you as a you know as a Carney Catholic kid than uh, wearing the, the the blue for for Carney? You know, it's it's really special. Yeah, like you said, being a, a Carney Catholic kid. I've never been able to be a part of the the Grand Island Carney High rivalry, and it was it, you can really feel it. After after I made that hit, I could really feel it. It was crazy, and my batting gloves, one of them's green and gold, one of them's blue. You got it. You got to rep the stars. <laughs> How fun's it been so far, Mason, having this opportunity to play spring baseball? No, I can't thank everybody enough for this opportunity. It is so much fun uh, being able to play with my friends. Uh, one more season, it's it's absolutely phenomenal. Any truth to the fact that if it wasn't for baseball, you were going to go out for track and run the 400? Is that <laughs> is that true? You know, in middle school, I did run the 400. I was <laughs> I was willing. I was a little faster than I was. Oh, okay, I was just <laughs> checking. I just wanted to, I wanted to dispel those rumors. I'd heard that, but I didn't know. Well, let's keep the rain away. Have uh, have some luck and uh, play well in Lincoln on Saturday. And we'll yes. see you back here Monday and Tuesday, Mason. Thanks. Good luck and congratulations. Thank you very much. That's Mason Casper. He had the game-winning uh, walk-off RBI. 
two-run single, 4-3. Carney High picks up the victory, and uh, we should get hopefully a chance to talk with uh, Coach Peyton Pocock if he didn't slide out, but he might have, and if he did, that's fine. Uh, we will uh, settle by talking to Mason, and he covered most of the uh, bases as well. For Carney, Lane Shires was 3-4 for four today. Uh, he scored the game-winning run here in the seventh. He singled in the first, he singled in the second, and he singled in the seventh. Uh, for Carney High. So we had three of the hits. Corbin Foster was one for four. Mason Casper, as we said, ends up two for four. He, uh, ironically, kind of was the only guy that really got to Evans after that second inning. There wasn't a whole lot of hits for Carney High. They only had four hits after the second inning, and he had two of them. Yep, absolutely. And, and, you know, there's a reason why some of those guys are at the top of the order, too. I thought Lane Shires did a really nice job at his at-bats, hit the ball hard three times. And even when he was he got out on his, his third at-bat and he, he flied out to uh, left field, he, he put a good good swing on it. So uh, he did a nice job of setting the table. But at the same time, you know, some of those other guys, Connor Clevenger with a single, uh, Tyler Shermer had some good, pretty good at-bats and got his bat on the ball pretty well. So I think everybody, you know, it's baseball. So um, it's, it's one of those things where sometimes you hit the ball hard and you end up with a, the hit. Sometimes you hit the ball hard, you end up with an out, but, uh, they battled. It was a good, good baseball game on both sides. Uh, Trey Rodriguez 0 for 3 with a sacrifice bunt, a key one there in the seventh inning to get the guys both into a scoring position. Uh, as we said, uh, Braden Miller 1 for 2 with a double. He scored the first run of the game in the top of the or bottom of the second. He also had a sacrifice bunt in the sixth inning. Seth Stroh 0 for 2 with a walk. Will Richter 0 for 3. Tyler Shermer was 0 for 3. He did reach on an error and score in the second inning. And Connor Clevenger was 1 for 2. He singled in the second and then drew the big leadoff walk on a 3 two pitch in the bottom of the seventh ended up being the tying run four runs eight hits one error seven men left on base for Carney. cole evans takes the loss a hard luck one there six and two-thirds innings eight hits four runs all of them earned in this baseball game and as far as strikeouts and walks money uh, there weren't a whole lot of them out there in fact uh, just two strikeouts in the ball game uh, for Cole Evans today, uh, but he kept the ball around the zone, and he didn't walk a lot of guys either. Well, and that's important. As, as a, I know Arch preaches that all the time. You're talking about putting the ball in play and putting pressure on the defense, and so to have a pitcher like Cole who, who as Mason said, has some nasty stuff and, and does a nice job of uh, controlling tempo and controlling the in and outside part of the plate, uh, to not strike out and uh, put the ball in play was a big deal, and that's one of your goals when you're playing against a good pitcher is just limit the amount of strikeouts. And only two walks, but again, like Denny Matthews said, and he said it yesterday, the Royals gave up a leadoff walk in the ninth, and it ended up being the run that beat them. And uh, it wasn't the run that beat them, but it was the run that tied them as Clevenger got the second walk, a leadoff walk in the seventh inning. The winning pitcher today is Brant Grosskreitz. He goes the distance, three runs, three hits, all of them earned, three walks, four strikeouts, did have one hit batter, and Carney wins it by a score of 4-3. to three. We'll wrap it up right after this. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. 
When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney, voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Carney Baseball brought to you by the Bike Shed. Head to the shed. Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you and Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. I don't know if he was a superhero, but Mason Casper is the hero of the day. The 0-1 pitch. Casper swung on right back up the middle. That'll tie the ball game. That'll win the ball game for Carney. The throw home is off the mark. And Mason Casper signals back up the middle. And the Bearcats have won five in a row, knocking off eighth-ranked Grand Island 4-3. So there you go. Uh, Mason Casper gets the game-winning RBIs. And Carney High now will be traveling to Lincoln, where they play a doubleheader against Lincoln High at 11 a.m. and Lincoln North Star at 1 o'clock on Saturday. And then we will have their games next Monday and Tuesday, the makeup with Millard West. That was supposed to be the inaugural game. Uh, Millard West uh, able to uh, be undefeated, number one. They're 9-0 going into action today. That game will be here on Monday at 4.30 here on ESPN Radio, and then Hastings will be here at Memorial Field Tuesday at 4.30. Hastings uh, 4-1 and one on the season, playing right now against Wahoo on 12.30 KHAS for Grand Island. They will be back in action on Saturday uh, when they take on a triangular going on in Grand Island. Lincoln Northeast, Millard North, and Papillion La Vista South are all teams that are coming in. Uh, Northeast and Papillion La Vista South are the teams that are coming into Grand Island for games on Saturday. So uh, thanks to Coach Wells, and let's hope the Islanders can keep things going over there because it just took him a little while to get things going today. Uh, Cole Evans wasn't sharp in the first couple of innings, and then he retired nine in a row, and they got their offense going, and it looked like they were going to get the comeback win. And as you said, Carney uh, fought him off and uh, was able to get the game winner here in the in the seventh. Well, we know one thing. Grand Island is a great baseball town, a great baseball program, and they're going to be there toward the end of spring. Uh, we, we know that, and they'll be there this summer as well. Carney is a little bit interesting. You know, Carney, you and I have watched a lot of games here over the years uh, in the summer, and we knew that Carney would be able to compete with just about anybody in spring baseball if they were given that opportunity, and they certainly were for the first time, and it's fun to fun to see that. But, uh, you know, again, spring baseball is a little bit unique. There's not as many games. There probably isn't as many pitchers that you're going to use, and that's going to help help them out a little bit. But it's uh, it'll be fun to watch these teams and how they progress, but I'm willing to bet that uh, both teams will be uh, – good competitors and be there at the end when it comes state tournament time. Well, you've been listening to High School Baseball here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. And uh, coming up next, the NIT Men's Championship for Madison Square Garden. They've just tipped off Texas and Lipscomb. Then tomorrow night, the women's Final Four gets started at 6 with Oregon playing Baylor, followed by defending national champ Jess Shepard and Notre Dame taking on UConn. Then at 5 o'clock on Saturday, the men's Final Four coming your way. Women's Championship Sunday, the men uh, we'll be coming up Monday right after our baseball game against Millard West. Monty Kratzenstein, thanks for helping out. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking. For our producer engineer, Stacy Johns and Monty Kratzenstein, I'm Doug Duda from beautiful Memorial Field here in Kearney. Mason Casper's two-out RBI, two-RBI single has Kearney come back for a 4-3 win over Grand Island. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs>